Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida and the best way to start your Saturday, this is KMA Talk Radio, life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, the man with the scoop, William Cooper, Alex the Goat Tavella, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe DeBetta. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Good morning to all our loyal listeners, libertarians, and lovers of the leaf. Honest Abe here, and we are broadcasting KMA episode number 505 from sunny South Florida. I'm here, as always, every Saturday morning with the gang, the man they call the GOAT, Alex Tavella, the man who will always give you the scoop, William Cooper, and uh, guest, special guest today we have in our studio is uh, the man, none other than Shameless Paul himself. And his dog. Real, real, real quick, real quick before we get started, uh, Marcus Wood Mawa, Mawa, Mawa. He's switching to YouTube. Ma- he said, "Yeah, no, he made a comment. He prefers YouTube feed to Facebook." Mark, send me a message, and can you just tell me why? I just want—I want the feed. I want to know. You know what I mean? I want the feedback. Yeah, I'm curious too. Yeah, I'm just you know, because the comments better in YouTube. It's terrible in Facebook. Well, Facebook watching Facebook on mobile is awful for yeah. live feed comments. It's uh, awful. Yep, you can't yep. like if I come in late, I can't scroll back to see anybody that commented yeah, you prior to me coming amount. in. Yep. Yeah, and I, and so honestly, I, I, can see I that. think that the feed looks better in YouTube because we do broadcast HD, and I think Facebook uh, compresses it, and I don't think yep. YouTube does. Right, I I definitely seen that. Can you uh can you amp your volume up a little bit, Polly? Oh yeah. Yeah. I usually keep myself nice and low because uh, everybody complains I'm too loud. How's that? Is that a little bit better? Much better. There you go. There you go. Man, I feel like a fucking truck hit me this morning. I don't know why. My fucking, I can't. My left eye is all jacked up like I got a finger in it. Must have slept weird on my eye. Yeah. In back. Fucking. Billy's tangent. Aren't you using. Uh... It's like someone beat me up at night while I was sleeping. Yeah. Literally, aren't you using that square pillow now? Like that—that that should make you sleep better. I thought the armrest pillow, that one with the hole for your shoulder. Did you I don't know. You—you you were no, testing I all these one. pillows. I bought, I bought a new one now. Oh. you're off the cube. I'm still on the cube. No, I got off the cube a while ago. Man, <laughs> didn't really work. I like. So now cube. I got the stupid new one. That's the ramp. Have you seen? These? Yeah, I've seen those. It's and you put your arm. And and it's, it's got a, a hole for you to hold for your, your arm. I've sold it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My problem is as I get older, that's how I sleep. I sleep like this. And I, I, I wake up and my shoulder hurts from sleeping like that. I mean, everything hurts, but sleeping I, I, like that hurts. I got, Bob, a, I got a collection Col- of wasted pillows. I, mean, I did for a while too. Colonel Bob, that's a good point too. That's a good point too. Now with, with YouTube, you can you can pop the app up. And, and the video will still play, and you can still... only for certain only for certain videos. But yes, you can you can swipe out of the app, and it stays up there. Yeah, the picture in picture is that what they call it? What, what, what uh, because 
because certain things YouTube doesn't let you do that. It'll close it automatically when the iPhone, really? when you swipe up. Yeah. Try it with like non feed videos. There's a lot of videos that it doesn't work really? with. But yeah, he's right. That's part of like, YouTube if, if I'm watching a show on Facebook and I and I got a text, I have to choose between responding to the text or continue watching whatever I'm watching. Facebook's audio is superior, I will argue. Yeah, I have no idea. Interesting. No. Interesting. It's 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 not. <laughs> At least I maybe it's my book, it's not. During a lot. During- Chad's scaring me now. I'm killing myself by sleeping with my arm up. Everything I do kills me. <sighs> yeah, you're still here. Where are you? Yeah, where are you? This ain't the this ain't the the Garaco Mansion. Yeah, Saint. Oh, Chateau. oh, this is. Uh, I am live from Vero Beach, uh, the lovely the lovely Vero Beach, uh, the Garaco compound. We uh, you have like winter compounds and summer compounds like we you know, Long Island, the Hamptons, and now to be clear, I own to be clear, I own none of them. <laughs> All the houses I stay at, I don't, I don't own except for my own, and I don't own that either. In twenty eight years, I'll own it. It's the hat, Chris. He's wearing a flat brim hat. He's throwing it all off. That's what it is. I prefer a flat brim hat. Nice KMA hat. It's nice KMA hat. They're just saying you look different. Oh, I look handsomer. No. No, you know what it is? I haven't trimmed the beard in a while either. It's a much longer beard than I normally wear. What's everybody smoking this morning? You know... On your guys' recommendation, in the comments, let's see what everybody's smoking today. Yeah, okay. Oh, we so got Coop one of firing up. Coop, you firing up the 2012? Yep, based on you guys' recommendation last week, I saved it for this week. I like that cigar. I know you guys did. That's why I'm lighting it up. What do you got, Abe? It's all about to figure out or something. Oh, I thought that's. Oh, nice. <clears throat> yes. I'm about to fire up this guy. Should be in stock. You know what's funny is I was looking to grab that, but I only have one sealed bundle, and I didn't want to crack the bundle open, so I went and grabbed an anonymous. Is that, is that a Terrence Riley special we're seeing? Yes, yes. That's the Connecticut. The Connecticut. Yep. Paul, I'm looking forward to trying that. That's right. I can't smoke in here. I was gonna sit outside, but it's so hot. But actually, last night I smoked a uh, a tricky chaka. Tricky which chaka. Alex. Which Alex kind of got me on. The, I'll be honest. The first time I tried it, I was like, eh, it's, it's good. But I wasn't like a fan. And Alex is like, try it again. And I did. I like and now I've, now I've been smoking them. That 448 not, in the Tricky Truck is the size of go with. I'm not going to lie, but that's probably one of my favorite names of cigar. Of cigar that's such a good name. I love yeah. that. Anybody that's know why what I wanted to like it. What's it mean? Does anybody know what it means? No clue. Something yeah. It... Go ahead, Abe. No, I don't know. I was going to say somebody. I wonder. I listen. has got to know what it means. It's related to like a uh, like a type of firework or firecracker that they have in Nicaragua. Okay, well that makes yeah. sense. The tricky traca. So Paul, you, you, young. you've been you've been away for like the whole summer. Yeah. Well, we had uh, we had family from New York. Uh, my brother-in-law, his wife, and his three kids came to our house for about a month. Uh, before that, I had my when was sister-in-law. This? Well, okay, let's see. Uh, the end, the, the beginning of uh, the end of June. My sister-in-law, her husband, and their son and two dogs came and stayed with us. Then they had to go to Puerto Rico for a wedding, so they left their two dogs with us. So I had four dogs in my house, and then they came back 
while they were gone and I had their dogs, my brother-in-law, his wife, his three kids, they came from New York to stay with us for a month. My sister-in-law and her husband. I'm just trying to figure out how this whole story has to do with end of the month. We traveled to Long Island together. My brother-in-law, his kids, all of them. Then we came back and we have a new puppy and she had a a parasite and nobody would take her. So my sister-in-law actually ended up taking her back up to Georgia with her. So now my wife is traveling with Axel up to Georgia to pick up the puppy. And I'm in Vero beach with Eli who stayed with my parents for a couple of days for a little summer getaway. And uh, now my dad just took him to the movies. So aren't you sorry? Aren't you sorry? You asked, let me say it. it. Have you ever asked a question in your life and immediately after <laughs> you finished the sentence, you regret it? I was trying to hang myself. I knew that was a mistake. Like, literally. He even literally. froze and came back and just <laughs> kept going. Fuck. I was, it's been a crazy summer, man. I wasn't looking forward to it when I knew what we were going to do, and now here we are at the so, end. Coop, you had a uh, podcast last night. I got some hardline questions for Coop. Yeah, uh, it, it, it was. Uh, we did the Dojo stock market last night. It was. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Where they basically they give you some companies and brands, and you 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 pretend you have them in your stock portfolio, and you say you're going to buy more, sell more, or hold. You know, I gave uh, them so, a suggestion a long time ago. I don't think they ever done it, but just something that would make that segment a little bit more vibrant. They should start each segment by reviewing people's predictions from the past show. And well, see they, if they they can't, I don't know if they've done that, but I told them that like two years ago. They came to the panel as a problem, but I, I like that concept in general. It doesn't because, matter. You could just you could yeah. show you, you could show who was on the panel the last time, how they mm-hmm. predicted, and the current people could say whether they would still agree with that or not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If that yeah. was a, you know, analyze that and then go into yeah. The current picks. I think that'd be more more fun of a segment. So, so here's my problem. Here's my problem. This show last night felt like it was a I like it or I don't like it show. Right now, guys would sell. They would sell a brand that they liked. Right, uh-huh. but nobody would buy a brand they didn't like. Any there was oh, like I could, three I could guys that, that there, right away. There was three guys that sold Rocky Patel. Which at this point, Rocky Patel is like a government bond. You buy it, you sit, it's going to make money year over year. I bought the guy it. sold. I know you did. I know yeah. you did. Did they and not the guy, see the private? Did they not see the private jet you were just riding in with Kurt? <laughs> like, Smoking cigars. I don't care if you don't smoke anything. I don't right. care if you can publicly say I don't like any Rocky. How do you sell Rocky Patel? You, you don't. I said Rocky Patel. Not me. I was the only one who didn't. I was like a hard oh, buy. Yeah. On that. I, wait, I think they, did the kid Nick. Did the kid Nick's? I think he bought Rocky Patel. Too. I think Nick did too, but um, the other guys all sold it. They sold it. They sold it. Who were the other guys? Was it Sensei? Oh, I, I forget. Sensei Jordan and Randy. Randy. Randy was. Go- I don't know if he was like hammered Randy, out of it, but he was going Randy's on like the special monologues. <laughs> Randy. Randy had a hard buy until I had a hard sell, and then suddenly he changed his mind on something. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was uh, Randy, Aaron Loomis, and Jordan and Eric. So there were six of us. And the, yeah, and the kid and Nick. And I I, yeah, I was man. shocked at the Rocky Patel answer. Yeah, some of them just seemed like you what know. What was their reasoning? I don't know. 
oh, well, Rocky's got, you know, other things going on. He's thinking about retiring. Rocky's you know, there's not enough the social media buzz. You know, that, that stuff. Rocky's had things going on for the last decade. Rocky's been half I, retired for the last 10 years. I thought he had one of the best trade shows, too. Not only well, did he have a $100 cigar, he had a very value price cigar in there, too. Let me ask you a question. Has there been a year in the last whatever number of years where his booth isn't one of the most active booths of the trade show? Nope. I mean, oh, these are the biggest booths, and he has the biggest booths. Oh, that's right. The JR guys don't go there. Okay. That's why he didn't know. But hey, KR, he, he, he actually he was on Rocky's side. He was on the Rocky side. He bought. KR guy. He bought. He oh, he bought. bought. Yeah. 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 He understands. He's a retailer. Yeah. He gets it. You know. He, he gets it. But that was insanity to me. I just it seemed like a lot of that. You know, I, like the one that. argument I've had with those guys is they tend to base that I'm, on what's I'm released. The shows. We talked about this stuff. They base it on what? They, it's again? on Coop, too, by the way, that, that thing. They base it on uh, what did they release. They base it on limited editions. And I said, that's not how you do this, right? So a couple years ago, they got killed Nick Malolo because he didn't have a cigar release that year. And I'm like, well, that's not really probably some. He doesn't need to release a cigar every year. For you to just say I'm going to sell them off, and, and that's you know, how they but, judge that. But I think that's a, a look. Our Saturday morning shows almost now become like you know commentary on the dojo show the night before. But <laughs> I, I think that's part of the problem is they never really have good defining things. Are you talking about who's hot, or are you talking about profitability? You know, uh, what, right, what right. I, I mean, in a stock show, if we're doing a stock show, I'm talking profitability. Yeah, that's what my assumption is. But I think yep. that's what they do. They don't clearly define shit. And it becomes very blurred as to what the qualifications or what you know the answers are. Yeah, I was surprised on the McAuliffe answer too. Well, the panel just really dismissed McAuliffe. Um, I think really? I was the only hard buy on them. Everybody, nobody, nobody bought McAuliffe. I did. Coming, coming yeah, off now's the time hottest, to buy Nick McAuliffe. Coming, coming off, off their the hottest <laughs> release. In the history right. of the company, exactly, exactly, and right. and they have. If you talk to them, and, and these guys have talked to Dan, the Dan's got a vision and a plan for the next few years that's very well articulated, and they've See, invested is, in. Yeah, this is the problem I have with these segments, and, and, and I, you know, God, I love the Dojo guys. But right. God, I feel like it doesn't have credibility anymore. If you're not going to be at least somewhat on the point, then I'm not going to waste my two hours watching shit I'm going to completely and utterly disagree with. And, and, you know, I mean, I'm not talking about, hey, we all have opinions and whatnot. But, you know, anybody who sold Rocky, I don't I, And once again, what are the parameters? Are there, is it a buzz? Yeah. Are you doing it on, based on buzz? Who has the most buzz? Right? But if you're talking about a legitimate buy-seller trade, as far as, you know, a stock market thing, is no one in the right mind selling Rocky Patel. He's literally You might as well sell Padron and Fuente at that point. Yeah. Well, I agree. I mean, it's also, you know, they do well in the stores they sell. I could tell you on the website on Coop, they're like a top five brand. Um, there's no re like that just shocked me when I heard people like ready to bail on Rocky Patel. You know, I, I would I agree with like the one of the one of the arguments behind buying Rocky Patel is when you talk to non like what I would consider non cigar smokers, like guys that you know for like a birthday they'll smoke a cigar, or guys that like you know somebody has a baby they'll smoke a cigar. Like the guys that smoke cigars once a year. Rocky Patel is one of the one of the three names that they bring up that Listen, they know. Paul, Rocky Patel is in the top five of cigar sales. Hundred percent. Yep. Overall, not at smoking, not that. overall. Overall, probably yeah. top three. 
Rocky yeah. Patel is on that list. Yeah, they they all they all always know it. So yeah. I I can't see that. But you know the the thing with the dojo show too, Abe is I wonder if they keep the parameters more wide open so they could have so the that capacity? yes yes maybe maybe yeah because I the last couple of the last couple of shows where they did the brackets that's it like dawned on me that they like this they like that there's arguments around it that kind of thing look who's watching this morning you good know morning, I Mr. Debat good so morning I my sir. dad out this week you what I cussed my dad out this week oh really? boy do now Abe come on man so so it's really funny. Well, he, he turns it right on me. It's my fault. So, um, I, you know, they went to Jordan for the summer. He went to go see his family and his brother and whatnot. So I'm driving home from the show we did with you, Coop. What was that, Tuesday? Tuesday night, yeah. Yeah, so it's about, by the time, oh, okay. time I catch up doing whatever I have to do here, it's like 1230, you know, 12 something. I'm driving home, and, you know, when they go overseas, it's hard for me to coordinate time to talk to them a lot. Usually, I, I will call my dad on my drive home from work pretty much three to four, two to three times a week at least. So I'm like, oh, I look at my watch. It's 7.30 in Jordan. Let me let me give them a call. Oh, that's right. He's out there. Yeah. So I, I call my mom, picks up my dad's phone. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Oh, your dad's sleeping. I'll oh, let him sleep. I figure it's early in the morning. Maybe he didn't wake up. And I'm talking to my mom for a good, like, 10 minutes. How's my uncle? How's this? What'd you guys do? So I go to my mom. I said, you know, when are you getting back? She says, last Wednesday. I said, last Wednesday? <laughs> I, I, said, I said, what made you think I would call you at 1230 at night? I'm thinking 730 in the morning. I said, you guys came back from Jordan and didn't tell me? I said, you tell dad I'm pissed at him. What the hell? Or, so I call him the next day and he says, it's my fault. I should know his itinerary. <laughs> what are you going to say? What am I gonna say? <laughs> you should know when we're coming back. I don't know when you come. I barely know when I'm coming and going. So yeah, he turned it back on me. It was my fault. But yeah, cool. <laughs> cool. I'm calling my mom at twelve. To, my mom's telling me I couldn't sleep. So I'm thinking she couldn't sleep. She got up at five in the morning. Right. Not that right. she's out of bed yet. And my dad, you know, has been in the bed for a couple hours. Cool. Let me ask you a question. Yep. So on the show last night, um, Southern Draw, a lot of guys made the argument. That Southern Draw has kind of become an online catalog brand, mm-hmm. um, and I, you know, I don't know. I can only go by what I see. I mean, you know, we can't keep Rosa Sharon. We can't buy enough Rosa Sharon in the store. Um, but is that the overall feeling? Yeah, I was the one who made that comment too. Yeah, it's definitely the case, and I could tell you that uh, a few years ago that Southern Draw was in almost every retail shop in the Charlotte area, and uh, this shift towards the catalog has definitely upset a lot of people. Um, you got to remember there is a J&R store right in Charlotte, too, and that has a lot to do, but I've heard it from other areas of the country. Texas, I've heard it from as well. And look, I don't mean to say this. I can probably go on to a, uh, a website and find Rosa Sharon for a significantly less price than it's smoke in. I mean, I, I ain't going to lie to you on that. So huh. it, it's a problem right now. Price, <laughs> what would have to be significantly less? You, yeah. Oh, you could just you could just not more than brick and mortar. You didn't have to see right. that. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, <okay. laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> no, but okay, but but the point is that I think what happened is you know at least in my area the brick and mortars are very sensitive about the catalog deal, 
And if you're not, and it's you can have catalog success in, in my market if you do a good balance. He has not done a good balance of that, to be honest with you. And it's hurt. It's hurt because now he is in no brick and mortars in my area, or very so, few. This is this is the problem that a lot. And I, I don't I'm, don't know this for a fact. I'm talking out of my ass. I mean, I am hypothesizing here, but this is my the problem. I think a lot of small guys run into right. It's very hard for them to build a real sales force, a national sales force, people that will knock on doors. It's a churn and a burn. And when they get these big orders from the catalog company, it becomes very hard for them to say no. It's easy. Like, it's an easy sale. It's a giant yeah. sale. Look, yeah, one order to a catalog company could be six months for five guys right. on the street. Right. So it's it's very hard. The problem is, is when they do that, it unravels your brand and then you do become a catalog company. Rocky saw that early on in his career with Indian tobacco, you know, and rebranded his stuff. And there was a period of time where Rocky was really out there and kind of like that. And they look, I'll tell you right now, ask Alex, you know, they have a price increase or something. And sometimes we're a little behind. We don't raise our website. We'll get a call from them. Hey, you're, you know, you need to raise your prices. So, I mean, if you, if you really are going to sell to those companies, I, look, there are retailers I always heard that whined and complain every time they anybody sells to a catalog company. I don't care who has it. You know, I really don't. Um, in fact, I'll be honest with you, a lot of times during my career, I'd have a customer coming in with a catalog, but they don't want to buy a box. Like, hey, do you have this brand? I want to try it. And you know, they'll try it in our store and whatnot. Um, but just control, control the pricing. Otherwise, you'll end up becoming a fully invested catalog company. And we've seen a lot of brands uh, fall to that over the years. Um, I think Tarano has now become a full-fledged catalog brand. Catalog, yeah. Before before Michael Herklotz came on board with Net Sherman, Net Sherman was a premium brand for many many years. When I first got in this industry, became only a JR catalog brand. I mean, for for many many years. And then Michael came on board, and they really were tried to turn that train around, and they did a great job turning that train around. Obviously, um, but that's what happens. And you know, there's nothing wrong with becoming a catalog brand. You just won't have the support of the brick and mortars because. You know, yeah. can't make a living. You know, if, if you're one of these guys, look, I, I, I always say, and me, I try to be a conscientious consumer. And what I mean by that is I like to know that where I spend my money at least is doing something good, right? Um, or at least people who actually care about treating their consumers. Um, you know, I, I got to hand it to Alan Rubin. I was watching The Bear. You know, what's funny is, they mentioned the bear last couple of weeks. And I watched season one, not knowing there was a season two released. So I discovered over the weekend, like, holy shit, there's a season two. And I think what really related to me in that show, and if anybody who's watched that show, they'll know what I'm talking about, was in season two, there was a, the, um, Carmi sends his cousin over to work in a, like the number one upscale restaurant for a week. Right. And he just didn't get it. He didn't get why everybody was so nuts about being OCD about every meticulous detail in the restaurant and whatever. And a guy walked him out and he just like explained it to him about, about moments. These guys would watch people's Instagrams because you know when you have a restaurant, you know who's coming there. So he has notables and he noticed that these two teachers mentioned, there were two teachers, local teachers that mentioned they've been saving up for like years to come to this restaurant. You know, it was a three-star Michelin restaurant in Chicago. And, and he, they saw it on Instagram. He's like, there'll be no check for that couple tonight. You know, and one girl, one girl, they overheard at the table. One girl says, I can't believe we were in Chicago five days and I didn't get a chance to have eat this pizza. 
they send this guy running to Pequod's, which, by the way, is the pizzeria I always say is, you know, if you go to Chicago, you got to try. And they bring a whole pizza back, and then the chef takes that pizza and makes it like kind of like a gourmet. You know, he huh. cuts out a circle. But they want them to leave with the most memorable experience. And, I, and, and this is kind of what I kind of see it in the shop because I tried to do this memorable experience. Now I have no idea why I dwelled down in this story. What the fuck are we talking about? You got you. We were talking about Southern Drawer until Alan Ruman derailed you. Uh. Yeah, but, we, you know, we were talking I, about I, Southern Draw and becoming a catalog company, and and but you know, a lot of us had a discussion offline about this, and the Nat Sherman example was exactly used with Southern Drawer. They have actually gotten into the same quandary as, as Nat Sherman did, and as Nesta Miranda did also. We're seeing the same thing happen with that, and it's going to take some work, I think, to undo it right now. Man, that whole story was to prop up a good point, and I forgot why the fuck I started that story. Well, about protecting anyway. your brand and protecting the prices, I think that's yep. where you're going. No, no, I'll have to remember it. Well, you know, there were other comments too. Besides, we we feel that you know a lot of guys also felt COVID hurt that company very hard. I didn't agree with that comment, but a lot of people felt COVID hit that COVID company. Hurt any company. I, I agree with you on that. I mean, I if think, you were uh, a company, if you were if you were a manufacturer. And you yeah. got hurt during COVID. Well, you were doing listen, something wrong. Well, yep. Hold on. Here's how people could have gotten hurt. A lot of people weren't prepared. So all of a sudden, if you got no inventory for eight months, where that's what hurts, right? And, and then you're losing shelf space and whatnot. That could be it. Um, yeah, I think yeah, but I think they were implying more it was like COVID hit them because they got it, kind of. You know. Not, I, I agree with you on the business, and it didn't sound like that, that, that. That's what the other guys were saying last. I didn't agree with that part. Hmm. You have ways you can get around that. I mean, it's, you, you're not a one man show. Well, I mean, they don't. It's not a. They're not a giant company, though, either, right? I mean, no, but I, I mean, they had some reps, and they, you know, look, they were running the company out of an RV for a while too, which was kind of odd. Yeah, they were like in the middle of nowhere, right? Well, because yeah, they they yeah. kind of went into seclusion. I because he he had done some interviews from like you know middle of nowhere wherever he was, and like the RV was behind him, and that's where they yeah. were they were just secluded. Yeah. Oh, I think we we're talking. Okay, now I remember. It was about conscientious spending, right? I'm, I'm reading through the comments. It was about conscientious spending, right? So you know. I, I, you know, I, these guys that get all excited when they see a brand blow out. And, and you got to remember, most people don't have retailers near them. But when they see all get excited, brands blow out, that, that's what kills the brand in the brick and mortar. And that's what, you know, people have to make a living, you know. And, um, you know, the people who come to the lounges and really have a lounge to support, you know, they don't realize that when they do that, you really do hurting the lounge. And, and you know, we we've always kind of, even had those discussions with people. We have people come in here and would never buy a cigar. And I, I've prided myself in running a business where we don't attack people like that. Like I've heard horror stories, yeah. you know, with signs, you can't come in without, man, you come in without cigar, cigar you're going to smoke it. It's our job to get to know you better and hopefully teach you. But like, a guy will come in here every day, every day, not buy this guy. And I'll finally have just an honest heart-to-heart conversation with that guy. I say, hey, do you like the AC degree then? Do you like the direct TV and watch all the stuff on the TV? Do you like when the girl runs out from behind the bar and brings you your water or whatever you want? Well, it won't be here if you don't want to spend any money here. You know? You know what I mean? So, but but there is that catalog mentality and I'm just seeing, I'm just telling you over the years of my career, I've seen a lot of brands unravel. They unravel the brick and mortar, but they'll exist online. 
And some people make make their living doing that, but then they wonder why their brands aren't being supported by brick and mortar retailers. My son, when he worked brick and mortar, he made the comment that he felt a lot of times people were coming into the store and they were buying a cigar and then trying afterwards to see if they can get a catalog deal on it. So he almost he used the word, I think, like tasting room almost. Like, did you have you seen that happen? And do you think that's a problem? So that's part of the problem that always yeah. exists. So it works mm-hmm. both ways. I've had guys who see stuff in catalogs and will come in and want to buy it in the store mm-hmm. and guys who will see stuff in catalogs, try it in the store and then go buy it from the catalog. Yeah. But, you know, Coop, all you can do is try to give them an experience that they yeah. feel it's worth it. You're a consumer. I'm a consumer. Paul's a consumer. I'm sure every one of us has spent money, more money buying something somewhere where we knew we could have got it cheaper because we would have rather spent our money there. You know, I felt loyal. I'm not, sure. I'm not talking about absurd, ridiculous amounts or whatever, you know, where there's a huge discrepancy, but we've all been subject to that. So as a, yeah. as a retailer, it's your job to provide that because there are things that we can provide that we can do that no catalog can do because we're, we're with the consumer, yeah. you know? And I think where we're, we've gotten good at that is we've been able to transcend that personal touch experience online, which, you know, is, has been a dramatic impact for our organization. So um, that that's where you have to make a difference. If you want to try to make a difference as a retailer, fighting these big catalog companies, trying to be like the big catalog companies, you lose because you can't play at their level. You can't play on the same field as them. You don't have the resources. You don't have the thing. So you have to play on a different field. You literally got to take your game and go to another field. This is how we're going to play the game here. But a lot of retailers don't don't grasp that concept. Yeah. Yeah. My problem is we have one true brick and mortar can't do it because the price is at least one yeah well that's that's gonna oh sure that's gonna be a problem depending on the state you're in too you know a cigar yeah. might cost you you know an extra four or five bucks in the state you're in compared to yeah so that you know that's that's yeah, something tobacco, that's out of your control tobacco taxes kind of but um you know i think that i think you avoid that situation you know those kind of the kind of guy that would come in and and you know try a cigar and then go buy it online is probably not your regular customer base anyway. I mean, at least I don't see that. I don't see any of our, of our regulars, you know, coming into the shop and then going because to, that's the culture we've right. read here for 27 yeah. years. You know I mean? You know, it's funny what I'll, what I will see though. And it's, it's kind of funny, but it, it's cool. It's part of, you know, I'll see some of our regular customers and, and they'll jump on, they'll jump on some of the cool samplers or like even a couple of the shop guys bought some of the, the Fuente sampler and we had the giveaway from our online store. Cause it was online only. So, I mean, that's cool. That that's cool. You know, they're, they're, they're keeping it within the realm, but yeah, I don't, I don't really, you know, I feel like th- that kind of person will never really become a, a regular. I mean, there are those guys that don't give a shit and they'll come, like you said, just come sit in your lounge till you confront them. But well, the well there, there, there also are those guys that want to sit on their back porch and never interact with anybody smoking a cigar. That's well, that's fine. two different kinds yeah. of customers. Right. right. That's fine, too. That customer yeah. exists. And that's not the customer. As a brick-and-mortar guy, you should be trying to spend your time you know, connecting with because he doesn't want it. Now, there are times where people think that that's how they enjoy the cigar. And then we – I mean, we, we have many, many, many stories over the year. Walt, Walt Heyer is a perfect example. Walt Heyer moved to town rode up on his bike and literally for two weeks would just walk in, buy a cigar, walk out, get on his bike or sit outside and smoke. 
And I think part of the problem was he had these two little dogs they would put in the in the basket on his bike, these two little dogs. And I literally just finally said to him one day, hey, dude, bring the dogs down. Sit in here, whatever. And this guy became like a smoke-in personality staple for decades now. I mean, I mean, you know, he, unfortunately he moved away about, you know, eight, nine years ago, but we'll still come to the Great Smoke, came to my birthday. So, we need you know. A, I mean, uh, we need a shipment of oysters. We need a shipment of yes, oysters. From yes, yeah. Walt's to, got the oyster hookup. Yeah, he's yeah. Got the, 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 he, he meets them in some side restaurant or something and buys them. Like, the wow. pick tag was yesterday and we're eating oysters today. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I mean, Walt's a perfect example of a guy who just didn't know the, the life or the culture, but oh enjoyed it car. And all I love sudden, that guy. Got, yeah, and he got enthralled in it. So, yeah, I mean, but that's also that's also the, the job of the retailer. You know, you, you know are... What? A social person, you are a social coordinator. Sometimes you are a counselor, you are a group therapist. Sometimes it's it's part of what we do on the floor. Coop, Coop, I need you real quick. I need your I need you to put your cigar reviewer hat on. Okay, because I seen you in the moment with that cigar just yeah. now. I seen you were you were having a moment. <laughs> Let's zoom in on him. This, no, Coop was having a moment with that cigar. This, this is not some. It's Sumatra, but it's really good. It's, I mean, this is, is, what I said about that is it's yeah. not – we've seen so much of that dark, heavy Sumatra lately. Right, right. This is back to, like, what I normally think about with it, Sumatra. It's got a sweetness to it, too, which I'm really surprised about. It's not that woody ick I get. Like, it's it's really smooth. Uh, the drawer's a little loose on this, but this is a show sample, so I'm not going to get too upset. But but otherwise, it's it's I'm really enjoying this. This is a, this is a definite standout. For Oscar, yeah, they did, a, they good did job. a really good job with this cigar. You know, another. I mean, I got to give it to you guys because you guys were very high on it last week, and that's why well, I tried it. Yeah, it's, that was all Alex. He walked yeah, into man. my office and threw that cigar on my desk. He said, "Smoke this during the show." I love yeah. when I love when he does that because anytime he, Alex he really has put a cigar in front of me, be like, "Wait, wait, what?" Like he'll look at what's in my hand when I'm when I'm coming into the shop. He'll be like, "Hold on, you got to grab this too." And I'll smoke. I've always, I've always been. I've always liked it. Like, I don't think Alex and I yeah, just you know, a lot three times a year. Yeah, no, we don't. We don't much. Yeah. But I, you know, I still, I still have the, um, I still have the, the brick and mortar mindset. Like when I ran the West Palm store, if it's coming in the shop, I got to try it. I, I have to know, sure. you know. And, and it's not fun. even whether I like it or don't like it, but what customers are going to like it, and you know whose range it's in, and who's right. You not. taste it, and you know, like ah, these guys will love this. Right. Yeah. So this is actually a true statement, you know, and, and, and I've seen this where you're the only game in town, but that's on that's on the retailer. Because I'm going to be honest with you, psychologically, yeah. I always feel like I'm the only game in town, you know, right. but I, we still treat everybody like, you know, hey, look, that's just about being a good retailer and not good retailer. But that's what, keep, that's what keeps you the only game that's in keep, town. Yeah. And you don't worry. Like, I don't want to say you're not concerned about your competition, but you don't get wrapped around the axle of what your competition do. You, what I've noticed, Dave, you do what you do best, and you, that's what you've done over the years I've known you. Well, I mean, listen, you always got to be kind of – listen, I was talking – you know, you always got to be conscious. You just, right. Because that sometimes they have great ideas. I'm like, oh, I like that, you know, and I might incorporate it into something. But you never get you, – you just do what you do, and you don't get caught up in it. Right, I had right. A great, I had a great conversation – with with a retailer who 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 I, I know played football, uh, not a retailer, a manufacturer, who I knew played football in his earlier life, you know, and we were talking with him, and you know, so you know, part, he, he's a new retailer, he's a new manufacturer. I kind of said, you know, you know, who who do you look at, who do you admire, or whatever in the cigar industry, right? Because you want to admire somebody at your level, or somebody you could 
you know, work towards. Because if you're a brand new manufacturer, you can't look at what Drew Estate's doing because you're not in the same universe. You can't emulate what they do. They, that There's many levels before you start looking at that. So he didn't really mention anybody. And I finally just put it in perspective. I said, look, when you played football, what did you do Sunday mornings? You know, well, it was Sunday mornings for me, but he didn't quite get it right away. He said something else. But I was like, well, because we used to watch tape. I said, don't you watch tape? Yeah, dude, we watch tape every day. Yeah, you watch tape of the game you played. You watch, Same thing in this industry, bro. You got to watch tape. You got to have some kind of consciousness of what your competitors are doing so that you know as a barometer, hey, we are not doing what we should be doing or, hey, we're ahead of the pack. But it's part of the thing in, in retail. And, you know, the other thing in retail, too, what people forget, because I travel the country and I'll always stop by any cigar shop I can find, is most retailers have an extremely... I say extremely, extremely limited amount of space. You know, we have we have above average size humidors, right? Jam packed with stuff, and we have trouble on the retail level having a lot of selections. Your place is ten times the size of any cigar shop that I went to in New York, and I was in places in Manhattan even that were. Well, New York's probably the worst example because real estate's just outrageous. You're not, you're not getting it. But but like when we opened our humidor, that was one of the beauty beauty uh, uh, our fulfillment center that was one of the beauties of it is we had now room to carry a lot of stuff we didn't have room in our brick and mortar you know which sometimes frustrates our local people because we don't have room for it on the shelves and it is what it is but i you know most of these brick and mortar guys can only carry a certain selection so you know it's it's almost like if you really want to not just be keyholed into a certain group of cigars people will have to eventually buy from somebody who has a bigger selection and ship, which is okay too. It's a hybrid as a consumer, I think, of what your needs are going to be. Yeah. I think it's realistic too how you laid that out too. Exactly. It's a hybrid. It's a hybrid. It really is. You know, we know we we know all our consumers buy stuff somewhere else from time to time and you know, or you know, don't spend don't buy every stick from smoking. Look, it's a breakdown of percentages. I I've always said this, right? You 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 have if you're a really, 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 really good retailer on, on a local level, not so much on a, on a website, but if you're a really, really good retailer, you could you could cultivate 10 to 15% that are just hardcore your people. Like, they feel it's sacrilegious yeah. to walk into another cigar store. I've had somebody say that. He goes, man, I was in Sarasota, and I didn't bring enough cigars, and I had to walk. <laughs> I felt so bad. Like, they're coming yeah. to me like a confession on Sunday. I mean, literally. So... <laughs> You know, and there's forgive there me, Abe, for I have sinned. Literally, but there is that psychology. You know, you can get like ten. Oh, I see it. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, that reminds me. Yeah. You ever been like, I don't know, but you know, how often you guys get your, but you ever been like out of town and got a haircut, and then you go back to your barber and like, somebody else cut your hair, and you're like, right? oh, I was out of town. I'm sorry. I'm. So, I mean, I had to. I needed a cut. Yeah. So it's funny you said that because you know yeah I, I I I'm partners in a barber shop next door West Palm Beach store, but I can't get down there and and they're always so packed. So literally, I went last time somewhere else and this girl took my neckline way too high, like really pissed me off. And I, I was at Adrian's last night. He looked and goes, "What the fuck did you do?" <laughs> he goes, he goes, dude, dude. I know it was last week. Just, just straighten it up now, because he saw. Because what happened is, I told her stop what she was doing, and I just left it at two different levels. So look, right, right. oh, yeah. yeah, he saw it when I went there. But you, know, you get that fifteen percent if you're lucky of really like, we really, we, we. This is they feel like our shop is their shop, right? It's like they 
actually are, have a vested ownership in this company to shop somewhere else is painful. Then if you're really good, you got to buy another, you know, I'd say 60%, 50% where you're their shop, but they don't mind. They'll buy here and they'll buy there, but probably somewhere between 75, 80% of their purchases come out of your place, right? And then you have the remaining one where they don't give a shit. They'll buy from anybody with no loyalty anywhere, no consideration of where they're spending their, their money. And that's where it breaks down. So the more you can build in a retail in those first two stages, you know, the more successful you'll be. But that takes a lot of effort and a lot of work. That just doesn't happen magically on its own. Right. And you know what takes a lot of effort? Like you ever go into a, a shop that you've never been in before and you just feel kind of like unwelcome, like there's the crew of cronies that are in there. Like, I think one of the biggest things about your shop is your well, you're, feeding is back, that, you're feeding back to yourself a little bit. I can't be. I don't have I have your headphones in. It might be through one of yours. Let oh, me see if there's a I don't hear anything wrong with Paul. Yeah, I do. It's your computer. I hear it. I, I want to mute too. Oh, yeah. Abe, mute yours for a second. All right, hang on. All right. Let's see. Check, check, check. Yeah, it's Abe. Yeah, it's Abe. Lower your We need to use headphones. We need to use headphones. I use headphones. I know. Well, everybody uses Well, all of us do except for Abe. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, the, that, first, yourself, babe. That, that first impression walking into a shop is the most crucial for, for new customers, right? Like, that when you walk into a, to the smoke-in shops... You, I've never felt unwelcome in any of the shops that I've gone to, even if I know nobody in there, you know, like I've walked into shops up in New York that are these tiny little shops with like the 10 old guys that are there all day. And you like, like everybody stares you down. Like, what is he doing in here? You know, like I've walked into plenty of cigar shops like that where retailers just don't have that like open welcome atmosphere. But I think that's that's cultivated from the top, Paul. So let me give you a perfect example. When I had my first store, it was the 900 square feet. I don't know if you could imagine what 900 square feet is. That's really small. And then you throw a humidor and a bathroom in there. Your front lounge is like pretty much the size of my office. It's really not big. And, you know, we, we would have at any given moment regularly 12, 15 guys, standing room only. And then on Saturdays, we had 26 guys having lunch every Saturday together. And then women would walk in. And you, you'd see the sense of intimidation, right? Mm-hmm. But I would always make them feel welcome. Hey, hey. Or I see guy, I see a woman walking up and the guys are all being right. Hey, guys, throw down. We got a customer coming in, right? And then we'd all <laughs> be welcome. But the guys in the lounge would follow my lead, right? They saw what I did, and they're like, hey, that's a nice girl. That's a great cigar. Your husband's good. And by the time they walked out, that woman felt totally comfortable coming. Right. That intimidation factor is gone. Yes. Yes. But that's up. Now, how many times have you walked? This happens to me, which I, you know, like my my brain wants to melt inside when this happens. I will walk into a cigar shop somewhere. There's nobody behind the counter. I'm looking. There's like four guys in the lounge. I'm in the humidor. I'm shopping. No one's come in. No one said nothing to me. I spend 15 minutes. I get a cigar. I come out thinking there's nobody working here. And the dude gets up from the lounge, sitting with the customers, and comes up. Oh, you ready? Oh, now you want to talk. I couldn't even put a cigar down to ring you up. Yeah. Because he's sitting in the lounge (laughs) with the consumers socializing, not even acting like he's got a shop to run. So, you know, we we had that experience a little bit. Paul Abe and I were at a cigar shop. I won't name, but we literally spent... Just being curious, we spent probably a half hour 
walking around the humidor. Easy. And a guy didn't even come to like check out like are these guys stealing? What the hell are they doing? It's been a half hour. They're walking like not even didn't even acknowledge. It wasn't it wasn't a small outfit either. No, it no. wasn't a small outfit. It wasn't but like you know, a it's funny. So I had I had an experience at uh Vinny's place before Vinny owned it, right? Um I went in there to get a cigar, went in the humidor. So first the guy's like I mean, I'm I'm young. I'm I'm in my late twenties, so he's talking to me like I'm like some dumb kid trying to buy a cigar. It's just him there. It's the afternoon, so I buy a cigar. I'm gonna sit in the lounge. You know, it's not a lot of people. There's, I don't think there's anybody there. But get the cigar, sit down. I'm sitting, and you know how Vinny's shop is small. It's in the little couches on the front. I come sit down, and uh, the guy goes sits down. I mean, he's not talking to me or anything. He sits in the chair, and then proceeds to fall asleep and start snoring while I'm sitting across. <laughs> It was the most uncomfortable. Like I felt like I was in this guy's bedroom, and I didn't want to make a noise to like disrupt. You're making him uncomfortable. So, yeah, yeah. I don't want to. Let me not wake this guy up who's running yeah. the store right now. Literally, just sat down and fell asleep on Galloway. I'm like, Jesus. Oh my Christ. god. I left. That guy's still I there. Left. No, this was before Vinny owned it. This is when. Oh, I okay. Like, I don't even. Whoa, God. What was the name of? What was the name of before Vinny? Owned cigar connoisseur. 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 Yeah. I remember it before. Yeah, it just said cigar. They just had a big cigar sign outside, right? No, that was when Vinny took it over. We took cigar kind of Christian. I, 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 I bought Christian. That was it I, Christian? I yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Christian was the guy. Was the guy's name? Christian? It was Christian that worked with Freddie Popper. Heavy set guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was Christian. Took a nap while I was smoking a cigar. Well, he, he was, got, you know. He got, he, he got rid of Christian before we bought that place. Yeah, Christian he wasn't there. Was looking for a job after. after uh, he left a cigar connoisseur. So, you know, and, and I think Alan Rubin said it right. And this is this is the, the reality of most retailers, really. They'll find every reason to blame somebody else or something else for their problems, woes, or lack of success. Then to, and look, I, I'm going to be honest with you. This is not just our industry. This is most entrepreneurs and business yeah, people yeah. across the board. I have this argument with my kids. I, actually, I might have even said something to Alex a couple of weeks ago about something like this. You got to look internal first. You got to look internal. You create your own destiny. It's a lot easier to blame something else or say something else, but you're more in control of what you do than, than people want to admit. It's just easier to blame something else than to say, I could have done better. I needed to do more. I need to be more involved. And that's, I think, the number one cause of entrepreneurs or you know, small business people typically failing. You know, they just don't want to do what it takes. And then we'll find 80 other reasons on why that was. And if you can't be honest about why you're not failing, why you're failing or not being successful, you have zero chance of solving your problem. Alex will tell you, man, there are times we do things that are unsuccessful that didn't work the way. We and we will sit here and say, okay, what went wrong? What could we do? What should have we have done? What didn't we do that this didn't work out like we wanted to and whatever. And we internalize it. And sometimes we figure it out. Sometimes we have no clue, but if we figure it out, we'll try it again and try to make it better. Yeah. I like that approach. You know, I also wonder too, Alex, because you you being having been in the retail, positive things about Haroba. <laughs> <laughs> he he likes you today, Alan. Can't, you know, you being on the retail side. Comments. <laughs> you being on the retail side, Alex. There's a fine line too, right? Because you have those guys that come into the shop. Obviously, you're welcoming them. You you guys have the knowledge, but like. Guys that feel like I don't need help, right? But but it's a simple, you know, can I help you find something or what can I help you find? That type of thing. And then, 
you know, that you leave them be, right? I mean, I think that's what some retailers are afraid of, like bothering the, people. But the the smoking rule is, which is not always one hundred percent successful, but if someone made it to the front door to the humidor door without being acknowledged, you failed for that day. Yeah, they got to be greeted, be as, right? It could be as some yeah. some it could be as simple as a comment as "Hey, good morning, good afternoon, how you doing today?" or "Hey, can I help you find something?" No, I got it. All right, well, if you need any help, just give me a holler. I'm here. That's yeah. all. That's so, all it takes. Even even those kind of like, and you can, and if you're paying attention to people, you can kind of tell those guys that don't want your help. But I mean, I'll just even you know let me know if you need me to show you where. You don't, may not need my help, but if you don't want to know where something particular is A particular – yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you or, know. or you know what? I find too when I go into shops like – listen, I probably don't – you know, especially when I was younger, people would think that I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Like you said, you go in as like you a 20-something-year-old kid. Well, true. But like, I, you know, I go in there. I, I don't mind talking shop either. Like I, I like when somebody comes up to me and, and that's what we – the three of us were looking for, honestly. we were. I mean Abe always scopes out shops to see like how they run things and, you know, how, how the competition works. But looking at, I, looking I, at I was their hoping, back stock, looking at their inventory. <laughs> but I was, hoping, <laughs> I was hoping that somebody would have come over and not recognize us from the show or anything. More like, you know, t- chat cigars with us. Like three guys coming in for the night. Who knows why we were – you know, what it, we were celebrating. You know, what hey, what you made it more absurd was days. they had three or four floor guys. Yeah, at least there were a ton they're of people working the, there. They were all by the counter talking to themselves, three or four floor yeah. guys, and, and a cop we walking up and down the aisle for uh, I like Alex literally Alex. half hour, literally half hour plus every aisle. Yeah, I mean, not even to check. Like, what are these guys doing? Are they stealing? Right? Like, you know what I mean? I mean, at some point, you know, I do that. This guy's been in a half as uh, a humidor half hour. What's he doing? You know, some guys like to try hey, anything in particular. It's just something. Acknowledge a guy. That's yeah, check him out. Yes, I wrote Michelle up. That's what she do. She 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 destroyed somehow a La Polina Goldie. I don't know what she did, but like <laughs> it was like bent in half. I don't even know how it happened. Oh you wrote, no! You wrote her up for for destroying a cigar. Yeah, for destroying property. Yeah, I, I think I remember. Up. Did you post it on Facebook? I think yeah. I remember seeing that. Yeah, I would have smoked that other half of Goldie. <laughs> Not chuck. You gotta chuck it. You gotta chuck it, man. You gotta chuck it. Can't. Well, yeah. See, see, Mark. The problem is, you gotta understand something. You gotta understand the. You don't. You don't know the stress of getting new product in because the humidor is one giant jigsaw puzzle. And in order to, in order to get new product in, you either gotta get rid of something. Or you got to move stuff around so it all fits. I mean, it is like like it, you know, getting a bunch of new product is a giant Tetris game, and it's tough sometimes. Sometimes you got to make a change and move stuff around. So I get not it. Even, I know it's tough for a customer. Like, I've done it in the West Palm store because I don't. I'll go there. I'm like, well, where the hell the where the Agonorsi go? It used to be here. It's you know, then we moved it. I walk into a, uh, one of our other locations. I don't know where nothing is. The consumers know more. Yeah. Than they yeah, man, it's tough. But, but and it changes so often just for that reason, though. I can't imagine that hell because those the shelves in all of your humidors are packed. So when you have to make room for something, I, I can't imagine because that happens to me. I mean, I don't go to the shop as often anymore, but like, you know, Dunbarton's always in this location. You know, I'll go there. I'll go to Espinosa. Like I get my regulars and then I'll then I'll come in. I'll be like, wait, where where where's all the Espinosa? Stuff? I got to ask somebody. Well, you know, in, in, in a thing of Mark Hoops, too, I want to address. And this was his question earlier. Because consumers don't always know what's going on. And, and so things that look stupid and silly, they don't get it. 
but I could tell you countless, when I say countless, countless times we have had a line that nobody has touched, nobody has tried. And, and, and I've had the cigar, so it's not like I, oh, there's a garbage cigar. That's why. And I'm literally just stuff. you know what? Move that to another aisle on another shelf. And all of a sudden people start buying it. You know, sometimes it's just moving the stuff around. So here's what also happens, right, as a consumer. As a consumer, you come in and you kind of know where everything's at, so you're always going to the same spot, never even really seeing other stuff. When you're a regular, right? right? When you're a regular, you kind of know where you're going. You're not really looking at other stuff. When you start moving things around in a humidor, now people got to look and they'll see stuff that may have been there for months and months and months and they never saw before. So that's also a strategy on retail sometimes in a cigar shop. Like if I see a line that's just no one's seeing it here. And, and that may be the problem. That may not be the problem. You know, there's always a couple of things you try as a retailer. But one of the things I've done is move that two rows over, you know, put it on the you know second shelf from the top. Let's see what happens. And all of a sudden, the line starts to have traction and people are trying it and liking it. Yeah, it's, the, it's a mentality thing for sure. You know, it's really, really funny. Uh, yep, end caps are big. We have them in our humidors. And caps are big. That was definitely from the grocery business. That you know what? What's funny is the first time I ever tried the Pope of uh, Greenwich Village was in your West Palm store way before I knew you, and it was because it was on the end cap. I just saw it. I one, I love the art, but then I talked to the guy in the shop about what it was, and I was like, all right, I'll try this. And I remember that was it. That was the one and only time. I think it was in. Did you sell five packs? I didn't, I didn't just buy one stick. I don't think. I don't think I could. But anyway. Yeah, there's there's a lot of nuances. People, you know, even like I used to yell yell at the guys, like, you know, guys, don't put the ladder in front of the padrones, please. You know, you have a whole human door. The the ladder has different places. There's there's a lot of nuances that go in. Right, right. Always try to put in a little bit of a dead zone, or or at least something, or you never put it where it'll cover up an entire brand entirely. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Small things, but either way, we got a lot more. We got caught on retailer stuff first hour. We got some cool stuff coming up hour two. We're going to have, start off with Name That Jam and, of course, Scoop with Coop and a bunch of other stuff. Deal the tape. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this. Keep it lit. Oh, shit, I'm not ready. Come on. It's 11 o'clock. <laughs> what else would you be ready for? Uh, we start talking about hour two. What the fuck do you think I'm doing? Okay, I'm ready now. <laughs> Keep it lit. Keep it lit. <laughs> My name is Rafael Nodal from Aging Room and Tabacalera USA. Since I was a little kid, I fell in love with a musical form called Sonata. There are many famous sonatas from fantastic composers and musicians like Beethoven, Liszt, Rasmaninov, Mozart, and I wanted to have my own sonata. So I dedicated my sonata to Nicaragua but I didn't write my sonata with musical terms. I composed my sonata with tobacco leaves. I team up with my great friend and tobacco master, Eje Fernandez, and together, together we created these blends. This cigar has subtle notes. It's not aggressive. It has some great flavor, some character, and amazing aroma. So I dedicated my sonata to Nicaragua, the land of volcanoes and lakes. Cheers. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes.
Honesty here with the goat to tell you about Smokin's Cigar of the Month Club. Alex, tell our fans out there why our club is the best darn club out there. Absolutely. I'll tell you why. Because every month I personally handpick five premium cigars. No filler, no fluff, no fugazis. These are all premium handmade name brands that you can find in any brick and mortar store in your area. All delivered to your door for $34.95. And our average monthly retail value since the inception of our club has been almost $57. Another great feature about our Cigar of the Month Club, Alex, tell them about the ease of our Cigar of the Month Club. I'll tell you, I hate subscription services. It's always a pain to cancel them, turn you know, turning them on. We've made it super simple. All you gotta do is log into your account. There's a little green button there. If it's green, you're active. You want to take a break going out of town? Simply hit the button and you'll deactivate your membership. Want to turn it back on? The exact same easy process. You can turn it right back on. We've made it that easy for you. Another great feature is our Double Down Club. Alex, tell them about the Double Down Club. We had so many of our members reach out to us, really enjoyed our selections every month. They wanted to know there was a way they can get two. And we've made that very simple. With a simple check mark, you can get double this great selections every month and save $10. Does our club have perks? Of course they have perks. You want to tell them about the perks? As a member of our club, every month there's a special discount code where if you like any of the selections, we will offer them to you so you want to come and get some more. You can get them at a special discounted rate for our Cigar of the Month Club members. And finally, expedited shipping. Tell them how fast we get the stuff out, Alex. We get the stuff out on the 28th of every month. Our membership bills on the 28th and we get every member's package out on the 28th if it's a shipping day. Five great reasons on what makes Smoking Cigar of the Month Club the best club out there. Check it out. Peace. Hey, I, uh, I really appreciate you doing the video with me. Thanks. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. I mean, you didn't let me get a word in, but whatever. What? That, that was great. It. It's perfect. Welcome back to Hour 2 of KMA Talk Radio, episode number 505. So, Alex, you walk away a couple things. Now, I don't know why we have these weekly meetings, but did we not say not to run Cigar of the Month Club ad because we were running the Anarchy ad? Oh. Did, did we not say that? Why he wanted, we he wanted to run like, another ad that we told him not to run as well. <laughs> really got some issues. Really, we didn't really, really have. We had a meeting, but we didn't. Co Coop ditched us. Discussed it. Yeah, I'm sorry about yeah. that. Yeah, no, that's okay. All right, Coop had a time in you know miscommunication, but we had. Meeting. We said, you know, run this, don't run this, run this instead of this, because I said I don't want to. Too long. I don't know how that has to do with me not being that ball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no. I'm just <laughs> looking to defer. I deflect. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Anything that can deflect the attention off of me yeah. is good. So, um, I tell you what, what I did think about going to the break, right? The one thing I do like about Facebook over YouTube is so obviously, when like Paul fucked up and when we started bashing him, you see the 50 laughing icons going across the screen because yeah. it just. It lets you know that the people listening are laughing with you and whatever. And that's that's still, I think, the most positive thing I can say yeah. about the Facebook yep. broadcast versus the YouTube broadcast is that you get that kind of connection. Because I, I always have the show on my phone while we're broadcasting so I can see stuff like that, you know, and see when right. people are laughing and, and stuff like that. So, 
yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you for the laughing now. See, I want I want any one of those uh, criticizers to try and do this for a half hour. Even Alex said when the first time that he he ran the show oh, while being on the been show, doing this for five years. Yeah, Paul, that still, was the first still time. Not easy. The first time I did it. Now, now it's not an issue. Get the fuck out of you! I'm literally queuing you up. In hour two, stay ahead. What are you daydreaming? Uh, it, I was. It's it's my computer. I it's very slow to click on the thing. So when I was jumping to it, it like was I was waiting for it. So it's my it's my fault. I'm in you know a retired person's house. I don't think anybody really doubted it was your fault, but it's okay. We still love you. That being said, it's uh, time to test our musical acumen. Last week was my first week in venturing into the Name That Jam. Uh, Alex and I have sw- switched positions. Alex will be handling the uh, Would You Rather segment in hour two, and I'm going to be handling Name That Jam. My first choice, I-, I didn't get a lot of criticism, but it wasn't wasn't that hard. So um, I'm going to see if I did a little bit better this week. You know, I think I'll get better as this goes along. But I, I got a goodie. I got a goodie. So we'll see how it goes. So we're right now. We're, it's that time. We're going to see if you can name that jam. snippet of a song we're gonna see if anybody at home or my my co-host here can name that jam let's hit the little clip ball holy shit (laughs) so listen if you would have cut that off a second and a half earlier, I wouldn't have got it, but I got it. I agree. I think it would be a different answer. Me. I, 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 two seconds earlier, I wouldn't have got it. That last gave it to me. That last gave it to me. Yeah, the same with me. Because I had a different answer prior to that. But that uh, looks like, it looks like it's still a little bit too easy. Looks no, like not Jeremiah was a bullfrog. <laughs> and literally, that well, last second and a well, half gave it to me. Had to cut it sooner. All right. It's really right, funny. I was, try, I was trying to debate where to cut it exactly. Probably yeah, well, that last joy. You got me. Although All right, let's let's play the reveal. So I had a different back. answer before that. I was thinking it was stuck in the middle. Oh, that's another. I can see part. that. I can well, see that. I've and then, that. yeah, yeah, I was thinking so. And then it was that last part that gave it away to me. Uh, that dun, dun, it, dun, it was three dark night with Joy yeah. the World. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. All right. I'm getting there. It was good. It was good. Literally, had you had you a really good one. Yeah. I was stumped. Had you cut it a second shorter, I wouldn't have got it. All right. Third time's gonna be a charm. I'm gonna, no, <laughs> I think you're doing no, good. I think you're doing this good. Ones. One, yeah. yeah, no, no, they're good ones. You don't want it impossible, but you want it. This was a challenge, you're right? Like, I'm trying to figure out that level where I think you'll recognize the song, but it doesn't give it away. It's not that easy. Right. It's not that easy. 
All right. Well, that was brought to you by the fine folks at Avo Cigars, testing everyone's musical acumen this week. Thank you, Avo Cigars. Always making fine musical masterpieces with tobacco and cigars that you can enjoy. Thank you very much. That being said, Reservoir Dogs. Yes. Yes. One of my favorite scenes in Reservoir Dogs, too. Was that Res- my- that was Reservoir Dogs? Are we talking about stuck? No, in the well, middle? when Coop said stuck in the middle yeah, yeah, with yeah. Michael Madsen and the year. Yep. Yep. Talk uh, about psych- psychopath. That was like scene. psychopath scene. Yeah. Great scene. Great scene. <laughs> I'm reading these. <laughs> no, I'm going. I'm going back to just before, or just before, name that jam and reading. You know, just making a list here of all the people. You know. Yeah. What are you going to do with that list? Send them coal for Christmas. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you will oh, not God. be on the DeGracco family. You will not be getting the Christmas. It won't be coming to Friendsgiving. I'm not on that list either. So. Yeah. Are you guys on the DeCroco Christmas card list? No, I'm on no yes. DeCroco list. I'm I, you know what? I don't have Alex's. I don't have Alex's address. <laughs> I, I get I, I, Alex would be on it, and Coop would be too. I'll get your addresses. You could be. A, okay. You want? Yeah, I'm the guy that sends pictures of me and my family every. I, I get I get hate hate text messages from my buddies like you're not supposed to be on the Christmas card. It's just supposed to be your kids. <laughs> like I like I have any say in what picture goes on my, my Christmas card. My wife never did. She just write. She'd handwrite the Christmas card and not put the picture of the kids in. She was always, uh, it was about the card with her. Yeah, but nowadays you do like that. I don't know what the website is, but you go to the website and they make a a, a card, a custom card with a picture of the kids or a couple pictures of the kids, and yeah. you know, yeah. it is what it is. So. I don't know. Maybe it's me, but maybe Coop can answer this because you're you're kind of my age. But like, I used to send Christmas cards every year. I used to do the kids' photos every. We don't do that anymore. We don't do it anymore. We stopped about ten. Hey, but when did you stop? What was that? Like, when did you stop? How old were your kids? I want to say by the time my oldest was like sixteen. Yeah, that's about Petra now. Yeah, yeah. About that. Well, I got a way to go. There's my you wife know. was like she's other commun- ways to communicate with people now. That Christmas card used to be a way to kind of stay in touch with everyone every year, and now there's other ways to do it. You know, so you really don't need to do that. And then it became like, well, who's sending me a Christmas card versus who's sending the Christmas? And it was like, at that point, you know, it was like punt. You know, you know, I have a list of people that will send like chocolates or something. I was gonna say them. usually send something though, like yeah, yeah. But, like the Christmas cards and the kids on the cards and all that. We we stopped. That. That was so I was, was on the chocolate list, by the way. I got very appreciative of that. It was fun when they were young, because yeah. when they were young, you know, we used to take them to see Santa in the mall, so we had a different Santa picture every year or something, whatever. But you know, stop doing it. Yeah, yeah, but it's just because your kids are getting older. If you had, you know, four-year-olds and three-year-olds, well, that's why I was asking you it. when it stopped. Yeah, them, yeah you know, it was because... kind of like when my daughter was sixteen and we moved yeah. to Charlotte that year. I think that's when it stopped. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I got good money. Paul, Paul, be taking high school pictures of his kids and sending it for Christmas. I don't know. I, I, I don't I, like. I have anything to from, do with that from Disney. These eighteen-year-old boys. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're like, oh, "Get us out of here!" <laughs> and then we're gonna be dragging them soon. <laughs> I, I can picture the, the Crocos. It's Christmas card pictures is a ritual. Tell me that's not the case. It, it, of I course. can see it. Outfits, everything. Yeah, I can guarantee yeah. it's a very big ritual with the, in the Grocco house. And Paul, you're right into it. You're in, you can say what you want. I know. I actually don't like it. 
I, I, oh, I first on. of all, it costs money. <laughs> Second of all, the first, our first Stop year right in there. the house. That's your only problem. Stop right there. Don't lie. What? That's your problem. That's it. Because it costs money. Everything else is bullshit. Stop right there. But this is good too, right? Now, how many people have experienced this? Right? How many people experience this? Every time. A holiday you'll get a, or whatever, Father's Day, whatever, you'll get a message from somebody and you look at it and there has been zero response or communication since the same holiday a year ago. The year before. Like, why? You want to know who does that? Why are you still sending me a Merry Christmas text? I didn't even respond to you the last three years. It's literally (laughs) four Merry Christmases in a row from this person. We don't talk at all throughout the whole year. Abe, do you know who does that? And maybe you get them too. You know who sends me a text for Christmas and Easter Adam. since we met him? No, <laughs> Giuliani. Oh really? I get I get a text, but he, but if I respond to it, there's no answer. But I get a text message from Mayor Giuliani for Easter and for Christmas for the last two years since we met with him that time. It's probably some bot he put you in. Some <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be. But it's so Merry funny. Christmas. Like oh. Happy New Year. All that jazz. Adios. Merry Christmas. The ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> the ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> I recently talked to him. He's doing really well. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just, I'm just curious. We, we got, man, we got a lot of people watching right now. So I'm, I'm just curious. Who remembers him? Who knows him? Yeah. That's a good. That's a. If, good if you guys know who that audio was. Yeah, if you know, put it in the comments who that audio just was on my voice. Well, I mean, maybe we should just tell them and see if they even know. I'm trying to see how many people go that far back. And Alan, you can't answer. Yeah, okay, answer. And he, of course, he answers. Yeah, it's all right. Well, let me say if you remember watching KMA, so even better, who who was watching KMA when the Brewmeister? Oh, Dan wasn't definitely when the Brewmeister Adam K was a host, or even more so, you really show some colors. Who was watching K-Main when Lady M was a host? Wait, I'll give you one. Who did Adam replace? I know who you replaced. Yeah, cool. How many people would know that? How many people would know? Yeah, because that, that was in the first 20 weeks, probably. Yeah, yeah. There was someone before that. That was, that was in the first six, probably eight months. Bobby Orr. Wow, that's a great <laughs> question. Who could tell me the original starting KMA crew of KMA Talk Radio? I could, but I didn't watch then. I just know, obviously. Yeah, I know it. I know it. All right, Wes knew. He knows Adam. No, I, I'm just curious how many people have been watching that long. I, I, I gotta. Well, I don't, I don't want to say that because Alan Rubin will answer. Yeah, Alan, you can't answer. Give it to some other folks, maybe, because I know Alan knows. Hey, I'm gonna do a contest. What do I got to give away? All right, I'll pull a fiver out of my humidor back here. I'll put a fiver for the first person that could tell me, Alan Rubin, you're disqualified. For the first person that could tell me the original three KMA hosts going back like 12 years ago. Yep. Who? Uh, I don't know that. I don't know who's I, before Adam. Yeah. I don't I'm know if anybody's going to know, but I, I got I got a spectacular fiver if someone gets this right. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good one. There's no. There's no comments coming in. Nobody yeah, knows back the original. Time. You're talking, you know. You know that was when that show was. It was actually a radio show back then, right? KMA Talk Radio. Wait, yeah. and there was no, there was no video, yeah. right? 
We were broadcast out of, out of the, uh, the Clear Channel building. Good luck Googling it. You're not going to find it. Yeah. That is incorrect, Tommy. Uh, Abe, do you want to say how many people there were? There was or no, three that gives it away. There was four. There was three, there was three of us. Oh, three? There was okay. only three of us. There was oh, only then three maybe I'm... We didn't get to four until you came on as a producer. And then you were so active as a producer. Remember we used to have the producer cam for you in the yeah. other room? Yeah, right? after like the second week. Right. You became so active and part of the show that we just made you, you know, a co-host. <laughs> no, it was actually, you know, no, no, no. It's not Adam. Wow. That might be something that we got nobody watching that was from the original. Wow. Fan. We have to. We have to. I don't know. You got to remember the first. The audience has changed a lot. I, I mean, I've, I've been listening from day one, and I know the audience has changed a lot. I mean, and you remember when we used to have uh, what was it called? The the oh, it was done on our website. So you had to be on our website. We had a little chat box. Was that yeah, there? It was, we there was a fake. There was a yes, fake. But we were really there not was, using. There was it. another guy named Coop who would be on that chat box all the time. If you remember, Paul, there was twenty to 21, 22 people every Saturday morning in that every chat on box. that chat box. Yeah, it was just a website where you guys could all talk, kind of like seeing comments on Facebook, but there was no Facebook, so you had to go to our website. And when you were watching, listening, there was no video. When you were listening to the show live, everybody was talking in the chat box. And then you had started to go to Periscope for a while, and we then did we that while I was with, the, with you. Yeah, so so I'm trying to think. I don't think the original person, when we left Clear Channel, it might have even been sooner. It might have been very on, very early on. But yeah, everybody's thinking Adam. Adam was not. There was a guy before Adam. There was a guy before Adam. Adam, Adam was not the original co-host. We actually had somebody else. Colin. Colin was our board man. I miss Colin actually. Colin was our board man. Well, that's going way back, Keith. That's pretty. Yeah, that's going way back. Not Colin. Just found a bunch of. Not Colin. Nobody's Colin. Nobody. Nobody's Colin. It's a Colin. <laughs> Oh, Mark! Mark, you were there. Yeah, Mark had to be watching then. Mark, Mark, had, Mark you should be able to get this one. Mark was one of our original listeners. Mark, Mark, you should know this. Yeah, this is before John. I even forgot the nickname we gave him. Well, I know the nickname. Well, Did I you? know the nickname. Oh yeah, yeah I do. I, I, it just it just came back to me. It just came back to me. I never understood his nickname, but... All right, I want to give something away, so I'm going to give a hint, right? His nickname was The Mick. That's how I know him. I don't even know his real... Oh, wait, I do know his name. I, I know his first name. His nickname was The Mick. I think, I think if someone could get the first name, I don't know if anybody you wanted, but I, that would be close enough from my book. If somebody so gets the first name, up. that's a winner. Yeah. I barely, I barely remember his, his last name. Ooh. No. Wow, I don't know <laughs> what close. I don't know what other hints I can give away without like giving it away. I want somebody. I want somebody to win something after all this effort. Mark, I mean, Mark I, Williams went silent, but I think Mark Williams listened to. Some I think of those I know other. it now, but I can't remember the kid's name. Yes, he was Adam's roommate. Yeah, yep. I can't remember the kid's name. There's, well, a guy who, yeah, good. there's a guy who knows too much. Yes, that's why it no. does not rhyme with Mick. No, no that I would can't. Be I can't remember. Quentin's just throwing out uh, random names. Uh, 
Um, I don't. Brandon. What you want yep. the fight back? Sorry, it just it just <laughs> occurred. Sorry, sorry, sorry. my bad. <laughs> yes, I want the fight back. I couldn't remember the kid's name. I couldn't. was just that was sorry. That was nobody was getting it. Nobody was getting it. Nobody was getting it. Brandon. That's right. Yeah. Brandon. Go. Wow. Yes. And then after Lady M left, there was yeah, I know Mark. Mark was there. Mark was the only person I can say was there probably during the Brandon episode. During the beginning. After yeah. Lady M left, we tried to replace her with three three girls. We had uh, Brandon. What was her uh, stage name? Savannah. Quit, quit, Quentin says he typed it before you said it, Alex. No, he's a damn liar. No, he didn't. <laughs> I'm I'm watching the the comments. He's a liar. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah. Erica does technically did not. So Erica did was a replacement for Lady M, but she was not the first replacement. Wasn't we it had a couple of girls? Savannah? Wasn't Savannah, Savannah for a little oh, while? No no no, then... no, 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 no. I think the first girl we tried was somebody that Jeff Groover was friends with. She used to. Be a rep down here, the little girl. Um, yes, I can't remember her name. Yeah, I can't remember uh, her name either. But she only came in for two weeks. It was only two weeks or something. Oh, she was terrible. She was terrible. Um, I mean, not, not terrible. She just didn't didn't talk and froze. People, you know what's funny is we had to give Eric Espinosa. Eric Espinosa, I think, took like a volume or half a volume. Quentin, before. Quentin, you're you're watching on a delay, you dope. <laughs> you're watching on a delay. You know, you know what. Of course, of course, Quentin is still stalking Erica. Hold on, hold on. I I got news for you. His comment came up a few seconds after you said it, but you're right. He is on a delay. Yeah, but Quentin was just naming names. I mean, shit, at that point. I mean, he said said Brandon, man. I I think you got to give it to Quentin because I I saw it literally coming up after you said it, like literally right after you said it. And he's like, oh, I said it before. And I know you did, but you're right. I forgot he's at an eight-second delay. Nah, you're so, fa- you're falling for his crap. Who was no, the producer no, no, that passed? No, who was no. the producer that passed away? Wasn't there a producer that passed away? No, no, it wasn't I, a producer. Oh, listen, this is this is a great story. I don't want to okay. get too much into it. It's oh wait, no, story. she was a producer, Abe. Oh, she was a producer. It was her husband that was? Oh no, it was the wife. No, he's still alive. She right. died. Yeah, I mean, it's not funny that she died. No, no, I wasn't trying to laugh about it. Young, young lady. But we hired this couple to be producer. I think we found out like one of our producers had a, a, a personal problems, and we kind of had to let him go. And uh, I didn't really find out until like nine months after we let him go. He finally told me. But we we were, before we hired Paul, we hired this couple, and they were terrible. They were just really really bad. So nice um, people, very nice, nice people. people. They were just bad at what they did. And um, the the station manager at the time introduced me to Paul. Paul was like fucking taking three weeks to decide whether you wanted to take this job or not. It was really like, I'm like, dude, what the fuck is so complicated? Just try to fucking show. Uh, I don't know. You know, uh, it was like really three long fucking treacherous weeks. He finally takes a job. We do a couple shows and Paul's good. So literally I'm like, hey, Paul, I'm heading out. Uh, do me a favor. Let the couple know that they're fired. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was like the first thing he did as a producer. And he did. Well, what's funny he, is I had been there. The husband reached out to us or, or something, and we, we heard his wife. Die. No, we saw him. I bumped into him. Uh, where were we, Abe? Was it at your was it your birthday party or the anniversary party? It was one of the things at the shop. He showed up. Maybe he showed up. Yeah. And and I and I he came up to me, gave me like a handshake and like a guy hug, and I, he's like, "Do you remember me?" I was like, "Absolutely, man. How are you? How's I can't remember her name. It's terrible." But I was like, "How's she doing?" 
And he's like, she passed away. And I was like, oh my God, like at this right? beautiful event. And I was like, oh my, she was young. I mean, what would she, maybe she no, was she had, she had some illness. He, he said, he said she had yeah, been yeah. sick for a very long time and, yeah. you know, they were prepared for it. But she, I mean, it, it was, it was even weirder because Abe said, just come down to the show and just watch for, for a week or two. So I was there for like two or three weeks as Abe's friend, just checking out their, you know, how things worked. And then listen, we had to fire her. Listen, dude, don't be that fucking guy. Quentin's never asked me for free stuff. I'm just letting you know. Don't be that guy. Come on, yeah. It is true. He he's pretty he's good. Never, Quentin has never asked me for nothing free. And people, he's just he's just constantly on everything. Honestly, like he's people, he's people uh, put uh, the career guys. I would give it to him now. I would. I could I, give it to him now. I, I got a question. Who can name <laughs> Thanks, Adam's last? <laughs> Who can name Adam's last show? Oh, I can't Ooh. name Adam. I can't I name Adam's last. You show. can't. No, I can name, I can name his last. Why? Of course, because you replaced them. Did you just yes. look it up? No. Well, I double checked it, but I, I figured it no. was. I actually can't name that one. That's a well. Good. It was it was a show that we had an issue on, correct? Yes, yes. I yes. remember that, and I remember, I remember Abe and I having like a three hour conversation, like on the drive home or or, you, or after you, the show, or was you, was you completely obliterated for a show. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's well, there was a few the course, shows, but yes. This Did he was say the last something straw. stupid again? Yeah, this was the last straw. He said he said something stupid on the. Adam said so many dumb things on the air. The, the, you know, he said something so stupid once. The the station, the radio station that was hosting us, got two hundred or three hundred emails from angry, <laughs> angry listeners. Oh my goodness! Yeah, because you got to remember, they're not all cigar people. Right when you're on a radio station, there are people who are fans of that station locally. Leave right. their car on it, then all of a sudden are listening to a show they don't know nothing about. It. He said something fucking stupid. Terrible. Know, George Rico was was there, and as soon as Adam said it, you could hear George go, "Oh, oh." <laughs> and I went right, for George, right for George to do that, and for George yeah. to do that. You know, when you're in a studio, you see the sound lights. You know, so you know we're all talking. The lights are doing this and this and this, and then Adam makes a statement. You see all the lights go. Thump. And then you, you just, you, this is what you see. Dead air. Oh, dead air. No, then you see this. Ready? Oh. <laughs> the lights oh. And we went right to break. He like, had yeah. a very, he had a habit of doing that in social situations too, where you'd be like with a group of people and he just, was, he would always say that one thing and so nonchalantly that was so inappropriate that everybody's like, all right, how do we recover from this shit? Like, like the whole room dispenses because we're like, all right, this is awkward. We got to get out of here. All right. Well, Coop. Oh, geez. I know it's been a couple. No, it's a nice post. Coop, I know it's been a couple weeks. I don't know what the the cigar news. Slow week. It's a slow week this week. week. We got a slow week with Coop. Well, let's let's see what slow what a slow week means. We're going to find out at this time. Are you ready, Paul? Yes. Okay. Hey. We're, we're going to find out what's the scoop with Coop. Hey, yo, what's my theme music? The scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. All right. All right. Coop. All right. I got some more stuff kind of left over from the trade show. How's our streak looking? Um, 
Actually, I think something shipped this week, but I haven't gotten an official notice. But I think Cohiba's Weller for 2023 is shipped. But I don't have anything on the news on that. But retailers have told me they started to receive it. So right. technically, there may be something. It has shipped. Week. It has shipped. It has shipped. Yeah, they haven't told us, but you know, retail. I I find out doing news. My my retailers are the best source of information, sure. <laughs> more than the company sometimes. Yep, I believe that. Yeah, it's really true. It's really true. I have a network now that I tap into, and and sometimes the retailers get more information than the media does, which is another story. I, I got I got one worse for you. Ready? Uh huh. There are a couple of companies we, we deal with. The consumers let us know before we know from the manufacturer. Yeah. No, excuse me. I, I, I'll get a Hey, have you gotten this yet? I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I'll go to our buyer. I'm like, what is this? He goes, I don't know. He doesn't know. We got to reach out to the manufacturer and find out what it is. Yep. Yep. So I have, I have three things from the show. Uh, the first is from, this is from Placencia. I don't have a picture of it because our picture didn't we, didn't, we missed the picture at the booth. But um, Placencia, you know, they were talking about the uh, the Coseco 151 got all the attention. But there's a new extension to the Amaforto Colorado Claro line um, called Robustus 2 that's coming out. It's a uh, five and a half by 50, excuse me, five and one eighths by 55 Robusto. It's going to be in a round format. So if you're not familiar with the Colorado Claro, it's the green banded one. It has the lighter shade wrapper on it. They did a hexagon release. They've done a Toro release. Now they're adding a Robusto. It's the third size. So that should be hitting the stores sometime this summer. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that was the other release from Placencia that pretty much flew under the radar this year. Pricing is going to be at $21.50, so it's not going to be a cheap cigar. Hey, Lorenzo, if you're talking about um, Quentin, we already claimed him that he won. So he'll be getting that. Quentin, you'll be getting that five-pack from me yep, next week. Yep, yep. Winner. Winner. What else you got, Coop? Um, again, this is the next story. Not, not the third story. I think will, will be a little more interesting. But let me just get the second story out of the way. Uh, AJ Fernandez, who who came back to the trade show this year, um, and they they introduced a couple of offerings under the Dorado line. Um, the first thing is they've added a Corona size. It's actually really I'd say a Corona uh, a Corona Gorda size. It's five and five eighths by forty six. So that is the fifth size they're adding to that line. And they're also offering for the Dorado something called the Gold Standard Sampler, which is going to have one of each of the five uh, cigars in there. Um, and the sampler is going to go for $50. And if you want to buy the Corona on its own, it's $10 per cigar. But it was kind of a quiet cigar, uh, quiet show for AJ Fernandez this year. They didn't really have a big splash there. Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they came back. They had a, they had a decent-sized boost, but... Um, you know, I don't think they felt pressure to come out with a new cigar this year. Dorado was very big for them last year, but they weren't at the show. Sure, so it was like sure. the first time Dorado was at the show this year. And it's gotten some good acclaim for that cigar. It's a good cigar. All right. It's a good yep. cigar. Here's the last story, and I think this is one that's going to... This is the last bad. story. Yeah, I only three stories. Right, you, said it was life. you better dig. You better dig up some stuff. We still got <laughs> some. I can dig up one more thing. I can dig up one more thing. All right, so this one may, but this one may give some conversation. So there is a company. This came up on the show last night called Freud Cigar Company. Yeah. Uh, and this was a pretty controversial company because a lot of guys weren't high on them for a lot of reasons. And their branding has been primarily around these Sigmund Freud psychoanalysis cigars, right? With, yes. with, with images of Sigmund Freud. But at the trade show, if you went to their booth, they had a completely different brand that they were launching. The brand was called Carlos and Maria. 
And when you kind of got and looked at the, the, the theme of that cigar, it was the it was the theme around romance. And immediately I thought, why are they doing this? Because there's already a brand out there that is so established with that theme, and that's Romeo Julieta. Is, why there, a story, you is there a story about Carlos and Maria? Who are they? Well, that was the other thing. We couldn't get much of what the story is about. Like, it's a theme around romance is, is all it is. Because one of the things about this company is they don't really communicate gonna, well. You're going to pop the picture, Paul, or no? We're just I, I was waiting for him to, you know. Yeah. To what? Intro, it is. Say it. It, I'll say this. It doesn't look like a Romeo Julieta, but, again, the theme around this cigar was like, I'll say this. The Freud piece, what I'll say is a kind of an original theme that they have, if that's what you're into. This, to me, was like, why are you doing this? Like, right. you're not, it, it, it didn't make sense to me, honestly. Leave that picture up. So leave that picture up for a second. So first off, this doesn't correlate to anything of their branding scheme or line no, or anything. It doesn't, no. um, secondly is, if I was working that booth, that one cigar that's backwards would drive me fucking nuts. Oh, my goodness, oh, yeah. 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 Good that's point, like Abe. the first thing I saw. How would you Abe, leave that Abe, at the display case? Abe, you see these things sometimes. And I didn't even notice until you just said it. Yeah. Why would you leave that in a display case? It's not like you can see consumer uh, retailers were messing with it. It's in a glass showcase. Right. Yeah. Oh, but, gosh. But, there, but it's going to be a brand. It's not just a line of cigars. The first release called uh, Amarillo is going to be the first release. Um, and apparently it's going to be a, a brand going forward under this. It just it didn't make sense to me. Also, I just think if you're a newer company, um, it it's too soon, I think, to come out with a second brand. They've only been around for a year. And these are not going to be cheap cigars either. They're going to be 18, excuse me, 17 to 23 dollars cigars. Per- None of their cigars expensive. are, are yeah, cheap, right? Expensive than their that's regular actually, yeah, they, they're, they're not cheap, a yeah. cheap brand. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I, I thought, you know, like I said, I didn't. Quite, Freud created a lot of contra- like everyone pretty much dumped their Freud stock last night. That's I'm a good you. point too, Mitchell. I'm I'm with you. Saka takes them all. I sell out. Yeah, yeah. Let, let them be. I, I, people I'm, are taking pictures. You. you know, people are going to be there taking yeah, pictures. I'm with you. It's yeah, it, it, it's so difficult. And you know, some companies are really nice. They will take. They will actually take it out of the glass cabinet. Now, usually, some when I ask them to do that, I'll make sure they're not like running around crazy at the booth. If it, I'll, if it's a little slower. I'll ask them to take take it out of the uh, the glass because the glass there's in that convention hall the light refracts all over the place. It's 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 horrible sometimes. Um, but but sometimes I just can't do that because of uh, they're really busy and I'm lucky to get five minutes with them. Like it's hard. One thing is, but some booths do it really well. Like Rocky Patel's booths, we don't have a problem with that lighting. They they show and they photo really nice at the Rocky booth. Um, it's a brand I've seen maybe three times out and about. Um, I think I tried one once. Um, just not feeling. No. Just not. I'm not feeling it. I, I can't say nothing about the bad about the cigar, really. Um, I wouldn't pay for that. Uh, the, the the what I paid for it on a regular basis. Um, there's probably 20 other lines that come to the top of my head. I smoke in that price level before that one, but just didn't connect with me. I, I and I'm not seeing it even connecting with consumers. I'm in a lot of multiple Facebook groups. Always, and, and I do that because I always like to see what people are smoking, you know, you know, um, and to see what 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 the pulse of the market is. And I don't see a lot of that Freud stuff out there. No, it, it um, they haven't done a good job of connecting with consumers. They haven't done a good job of connecting with media. And I've heard from retailers saying they haven't done a good job connecting with them. I know retailers who have brought it in. They've been that's even you know, worse. And you have to connect 
you know, you really have to engage all three of those channels. I get some channel, but if you're not engaging the retail channel, that's uh, you know. I and I, I, I've heard I'm trying to put it out. But that's my problem with it. Like, is that the name you want behind the? I don't know. Is that yeah, a band I mean, you'd be proud to show? I, that's you know, that's my the Freud. Own. The Freud bands. A lot of the feedback last night was they were cartoonish because they don't have you know they had these cartoonish images of excuse me Freud, Freud in a, and with sunglasses on right. Yeah, it just it, it, yeah, and, and also they have a. Aaron pointed it out last night. There's one cigar in the portfolio that we thought was very good, but it's a higher price cigar, and they really didn't promote it well. It's called the Alter Ego. Um, but again, you know, it's uh, you know when you're dealing with that price point and everything, you I don't know, you just got to do a better job at engaging um, with them. I'm not saying the cigars are bad or anything, but and the Sigmund, um, all the print on it is backwards. It's like reverse. Did you? I mean, I guess that's supposed to play with your head or something. Yeah, I guess that? it plays. With, yeah, yeah, I guess it plays with your head. Yeah, but but so this line, these, I guess, these are, coming, these are coming out of the Ventura factory. Yeah, is, is it the father's factory? It's the father's factory. So there's like yeah, there was the father's factory, and then there was like the main factory. So like the Aventura stuff that came out of the show is coming out of that father's factory. So they had they had multiple facilities. So they have less capacity but they're they're producing cigars. Interesting. Yeah. So was there uh, a buy seller hold? Oh, it was a it was a <laughs> it was a fire sale with me last night. Fire sale. Was that one of the ones from last night? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I was just joking. I didn't know. No, it was. And that's what kind of uh and I had did anyone did anyone say bye? Randy fucking randy but then randy but randy goes after hearing what i said he goes can i change my phone like randy had no clue about because no one had a clue about the randy, most didn't have a clue about the brand. randy is 100 the comic relief of this oh, type of they should have got like i was shocked because there were a couple companies that got zeros okay <laughs> like everyone sold them but they the, Freud actually had randy save them and you'd be, yeah. you'd be surprised about one of the companies that got a zero uh yeah. like a protocol Ooh. Protocol got a zero. Everyone had a cell for them last night. Love the guy, but you know, I love one man. But, but yeah, um, I mean, El Septimo got a big zero too. But they got a zero. This, this is I'm on the Freud website right now, and I've never seen this before. And I can't imagine if I'm now a retailer. If I'm a retailer, right? So they have they have. Uh, it, under their cigars, for the ones they have an option to purchase the Freud cigars, and when you click purchase, it goes directly to a a, an a retailer. Retailers. Yes. So ah. so so what if I'm not that retail retailer? Why in the world would I bring these cigars in? Because because I'm telling you, some of these people get in the industry and they just don't have a clue what they're doing. And here is a perfect example. Wow, I didn't see right? it. I just saw it. Yeah, I didn't I'm, notice that either. I'm, I'm trying to find out how to buy a cigar. You got to click on a cigar to get to buy a Go, cigar. Yeah, scroll all the way down. A lot of them say click for pre-order. Click the where uh, it says cigars in between. It says meet the master blenders and purchase Freud cigars. Yes, like a, that one. The, go yeah. to the super ego. It's one. It's like the first one. I know it has it there, but it, it goes directly to it. Like what? What? Why would I, as a retailer, other bring than this in. retailer, want to bring them or in? Or just the, click on cigars and go down. Below the the signature, yeah, and, 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 and a catalog, and a catalog it takes them to, which is even right, more right. Indulge Freud cigars. Well, I tell you what, they don't make the Carlos Marias up these guys. All right, so okay. I, I, Abe, I can't find. I can't Abe, find. Go, the go to cigars, right? Okay, 
And now click on that super ego. That's the yeah. first one. All right. Now scroll down. You'll see Meet the Master Blenders purchase Freud cigars. That's the only one I see it on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the rest of them say, but click it. Click purchase. Look at the website and update it. Oh, get everything right. Right. Atlantic. Yeah. So yeah. what? Why would I, as you know, or any other retailer, say, let me, you know, invest in this company? Yeah. That, I didn't notice till just now. But that's I mean, if they were smart, they would have had one of those things that I like that companies don't have a, have the store, store locator. locator. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Again, that's once again people who get in the industry and they have no idea. I mean, that's always been the first thing that Abe says to guys that come on the show that like if they're a newer brand, he'll be like, you don't have a store locator on there. I, I, you've said that to multiple, re, uh, multiple well, manufacturers. If, if you're not doing, I mean, you're just, you're just silly if you don't have that. If you can actually get someone to your website, which is, you know, I really don't know how many consumers will go to a manufacturer's website, but right. like, somebody shows up there, right? Yeah. Somebody shows up at your website, you got somebody. And they I mean, read your listen, Now they're listen, interested. If, if, now you're not you're a big, if, if you're not a big company and I type in, like, for example, Freud Cigars, and, and you, don't, you don't have big exposure, your website is probably going to be one of the first things coming up because you're not mm -hmm. all over the web. So Right. And then, and then you want people to hunt down. And, and I'm going to tell you, too, is that's the number one thing across the board that very few manufacturers in this industry keep up with. They'll bring yeah, on new yeah. accounts. They don't update it. I can't tell you how many times. I think we have one person in our organization once a year. They go to all their website and check and see if we're listed on them or not just to update it. It's silly. Real quick, Coop. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, yep. to hijack the show for a minute. What's your, take on what's your take on last week's fight? I was surprised. I mean, I was surprised it didn't go to distance. How did you um, get this in the middle of the news? Is he done? Because it's... Yeah, I've done. done. It's remember he said that was it. So yeah, oh, I thought he said he had one more. No, well, yeah. he was he was reaching for one. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised. I mean, how about you? Um, yes, I was totally surprised, but 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 you know, I said it publicly. I posted it. That that was the greatest boxing performance I've ever watched. And and there's a difference between fight a year. It's, performance it's fight the and year. a fight. I mean, yeah. yes, I think it's fight of the year. I think, I think it is what, too. Yeah, what Terrence Crawford did. It, you know, it's one of those fights where it showed the world that, hey, I am in a separate league from the rest yeah. of these guys. I stand yeah. alone myself. I mean, if you weren't just an average fight fan and you were watching that fight and you didn't really know who Errol Spence was, you would have thought it was like, who's this guy that he's, I mean, this right. isn't, this was the big, I mean, he absolutely dominated and, and put himself on a level far above everybody else in that way. Well, there yeah. you go. Yeah, I think I'm there'll funny. be a, I think they will have a rematch. I don't think they'll be immediate. Who's doing that with me every time? You probably Paul. Paul. <laughs> you and Paul are sinking. I don't. I don't think there's a. I don't think there's a reason for a rematch. I don't think. I don't think. I don't. I don't, I don't think at at one fifty four makes any difference uh, to to give Bud Crawford eight more pounds and and let him do. I, I don't think. I yeah, don't think I mean it's true. I mean I could, but you know sometimes these boxing promoters, you know, they'll try to. I I think you well, know. Well, sure, there's money there. Gets, if he racks up a couple of wins, then maybe it's going to be another you know story again where it comes back. But right, but, but I, right I, away, I felt very. Yeah, but I felt really satisfied. It was a good night for boxing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I didn't. I didn't see this. Where was the media brawl? Nah, that was uh, Nate the and that uh, Jake Paul. I don't pay attention. I don't pay. That's don't not, pay that's attention. not. Yeah, that's that's garbage. Yeah. That's a YouTube kid that fights. You know, old MMA guy. Oh, the, guy remember, that the, the big YouTube phenomenon that became a boxer is that that yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's. He, remember, I first saw him. He was on the Mike Tyson uh, that undercard he did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Alan, I know there's a rematch clause. Errol Spence shouldn't take it. 
I don't. I wouldn't take it either. I'd get some. I'd get a couple more fights. It. You could probably get more yeah. money after. Yeah. Right. He shouldn't push for it. I don't. I don't think the. I don't, I don't think, I don't think push, the outcome yeah. is any different. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. I think he'd be better off going and taking some big fights. And if he wins it, then then go back and take that. Right. If he loses every right. match, he's gonna be. It's gonna yeah, he's be done. Harder. He's got two losses. He's gonna. Yeah. He's got two he's, losses. He's done. Worse. Yeah. Yeah. Is there is there a time limit on the rematch clause? He's got he's got so the kid that lost Errol Spence has thirty days to make a decision on whether he wants the rematch or not. And if he elects for the yeah. rematch, then Terence Crawford, the guy who won, gets to choose whether he wants to do it at uh, one hundred forty seven pounds or one hundred fifty four pounds. He gets to pick the weight. The winner picks the weight. Yeah. The loser decides whether they want the rematch. Or oh not. wow! They right. really thought that one through. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But I'm sure yeah. he get more money if he takes it down the road. And has some wins. I agree. Do this. Yeah, I think he should move up and wait, yeah. wait class, and, and try and establish himself there. Yeah. Alex, one last question before we move on: Do you miss HBO doing these fights? Because I yes. really do. I think yes. HBO was so. I, that, that was a big loss. HBO getting out of the boxing game. I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's not the same. Yeah, they were. They just knew how to do it. Yes, HBO fights. Are, I, they did I, it for a really long time too, didn't they? Yes, they were the standard. HBO was what it was. Yeah, you know, I mean, and... Jim Lampley became the boxing guy. Jim Lampley was like a multi-sports guy for a long time. He went to HBO and he became the boxing guy. Literally, yeah, yeah. Right. Is there yeah. any big fights coming up? Um, nothing big. I mean, we've had we've had big fight after big fight recently. Nothing. Um, nothing huge coming up soon. Yeah, I don't see any. Um, I think I think that was like the culmination of this was the last. I mean, there was a lot of big fights recently. This was yeah. the last big one of the, of the calendar so far. You may see a couple of big names fight, but not a, yeah. a magnitude not matchup like big this. mega fights like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And listen, it's Coop. I'll tell you, there was, there was. I said it. It absolutely had to be spectacular and one sided for to convince me that one of those guys was going to be number one pound for pound over Inui, the Japanese kid. Yeah. And Terrence Crawford managed to make that happen. He's the best boxer in the world. Inui is number two. Uh, yeah, he, he is. He is. Well, there you have it, folks. For up-to-date and more information, please check out our friend's page, the, uh, the Scoop with Coop. The Scoop. Scoop. Woo! I'm blacking out. Where's the hyphen? Hyphen Coop. Cigar hyphen coop. Cigar hyphen coop. The scoop is ours. The scoop is us. Cigar hyphen coop.com. Jesus. Yeah, by the way, you should go buy that domain. We're okay. Just a quick thing on Terrence Crawford. Ring Magazine did put him number one pound for pound after that fight. As as they should. A new two? As they should, yeah. A new number two? two, Yeah, number two is a kid from Japan. Yeah, it should be. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Celebrity Deathmatch is great, man. All right. Celebrity Deathmatch. We did Cigar Celebrity Deathmatch on our show once. It was fun. Oh, that would be yeah. cool. Yeah, we've yeah. done that, yeah. All that. right, it's time for season seven of Tale of Tape, probably one of my most difficult seasons to All date. of us. We all, all think our suck. <laughs> We're going to see what our pick number nine is for season seven. Run it. Tough guys, tough guys, badasses, whatever you want to call it. Uh, there's a lot of. I, we were talking about this the other day. I think I said I think it's gonna be the first season 
um, <laughs> the populace is not going to agree with a lot of my picks. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a rough one. So uh, you don't have a board from last week even, do you? Uh, I think I took it down because I, ex- I was expecting to have this week's up. Yeah. I was I gonna, uh... So I was just going to go over our, our week 10 picks. Uh, I had so, uh, uh, You had Jack Reacher from right. the Amazon had... series. I had uh, John McClain from Die Hard. Coop had Rambo, right? Yeah, Coop had John Rambo. Oh, Rambo, Rambo's a good one. I had Zeus from Hercules. Oh, I had Zeus. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, this, I feel like Paul's this week is even stranger. Let's start with Paul. I don't even know who this How guy is. How strange. If anybody knows, know who this guy is. you don't know who this guy is? It was Billy Joel's character in Oliver and Company, Dodger the Dog. He was the tough guy of the mean streets of New York City. Okay. I'm I'm calling for a vote right now. <laughs> but this, is, this is the last season of Tale of Tape that he could use Disney characters. Dude, we tried to give him the out with this one, man, and he said, "No, this is perfect for Disney." <laughs> now, they're, now they're just absurd. Really. So that's a I great. It was bad until this one. That's a he's listen. He's a guy that steals the sausages from the guy on the street. He he jumps into Central Park and grabs what he needs, and he's uh, you know. Can you please Down make a video clip of this shit? Yeah. Cool. Like, mark this time, please. <laughs> yes, I got it for Joey. I'll sing, I'll sing the song lyrics right now from the song. Oh, Billy don't. Joel, man. Sing it. He's the king. Oh. No, I'm not. Now that you're recording it. Now that we're recording it. We're well, I don't remember how the song goes, but it's like one minute I'm in Central Park. Uh, then I'm down on Delancey Street. Uh, I can't remember. What he, he talks about, oh, from the Bowery to St. Mark's. Uh, he's talking about how like he's got to hit the mean streets and you got to live every minute like uh, it's your last and make sure that you. Uh, he teaches Oliver that like the, the streets of the city are mean and like yeah you helped me get these sausages and now they're mine goodbye. I swear to God, I swear to God, and only our old listeners, older listeners, are gonna relate to me. But if it wasn't hard to get, I was gonna go get the dojo gong that I have. <laughs> <laughs> Just bang the shit out of it. Oh my god! You should use the Gojo Gong. That's a good idea, Abe. Oh when there's a bad god. comment, Gong. That's a good idea. Wah, wah. Oh. That is anyway, right. go ahead. Continue. Um. All right. I'll go next. I'll go next. So, so my my pick is actually an audible. So I I had a character oh. down. It's an audible, but I had to go with a different character from the same movie. My pick number nine is I- Dwayne Cooper. Played by Jesse the Body Ventura in oh, Predator. Great one. So, I so I, I had one. I had Arnold first, but then the more I thought about, it, I'm saying this guy oh, is man. the tough guy. He's That's the badass. Great one. He he is the tank. Uh, yes, runner. It's time for old painless. You know, I don't have time to bleed. I mean, you know, yeah, Predator. Yeah, that, knowledge, that is but, a good pick. But this guy is like he was the tank tough guy of that movie. Spit his tobacco on your shoe. That's a that's Cooper. a that's a good choice. That's a yeah. good choice. Um, mine's going to be a well-known classic, probably the most memorable scene in in, in in movies. It's probably repeated and used more often than not. Um, Brian Mills. Anybody know who Brian Mills is? Taken. What? Yeah. Liam Neeson. Taken. Oh, Taken. Oh yeah. I have a listen to me very carefully. I have a particular set of skills. 
<laughs> right. And that's what's great. It's it's because it's literally a a phone conversation. Oh god. Completely calm, completely calm that takes this guy over the top. It, it, it takes him over the top. It was, yeah, it was yeah. literally calm, calm as day. Phone. I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to yell yeah, at you. Yeah, yeah. Yell at you. I have yeah. a bit of skills. <laughs> I will find you. Yeah, no, it's the classic 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 ca- classic movie scene. I mean, oh, I see Coops. If you take anything away from that movie, you take that scene away from that movie. All right. Go ahead, Coop. All right. I'm going to take some crap on this one, but I'll give my explanation. You guys can read <laughs> uh, I picked Christopher Maltesante from The Sopranos. Huh. Oh, I, I know I know he's a comic How relief guy. He's a tough guy. He's not. He, he's the guy in the name. I wouldn't he want to mess with that guy up. in the name, but he walked into the bakery, shot the guy in the foot. You know, he, he, de- you know, he went crazy during the intervention scene. Um, I know he's got the, but to me, I still wouldn't want to mess with this guy on the streets of, of Newark. Okay, so listen to me. This, we he's a wannabe. There's, there's psychopath and there's tough guy, right? They could, guy be one the they could be one and the same. They can be. They're not necessarily. They can be one and the same. Now, here's what I'm going to say about this pick. Okay, uh-huh. I am going to withhold judgment. If no other character on The Sopranos makes Coop's list, this is the worst pick of all time. So I'm going to withhold agree. judgment. I'm going to withhold judgment. Okay, I'm fair. That's a fair. Like I said, I knew you guys were going to shit on this pick. Um, yeah, but uh, <laughs> it wasn't an. Right. Order. I, I mean, order. listen, Chris. Chris, 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 you know, Chris. Oh, Mom, sorry, I, get no, I get it. No, I get it. No, listen, I get it. I get it. Listen, no, what I do you get mean? It. Chris, I, I, Chris will listen. Chris will. Do some dope and fall asleep and yeah. kill the dog underneath him. Listen, I should have thought of the. the I should have thought of Jesse the Body Man. I, that one was a great pick. I mean, I'm being honest. That I would. Yeah, I should have had that one on it. Yeah, because I, I had Arnold, and then the more I'm like, man, but th- that's not the guy. That is not. Yeah. You know, Arnold was the star, but the, you know, Blaine Cooper was the tough guy. Yeah, man. I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like the tough guys don't have to prove themselves, right? And Christopher was constantly trying to prove himself and do crazy things to like. Deal with his emotions and his inner right, turmoil. Listen, I'm not. I'm not going to say Chris Maldasani wasn't a tough guy, but I'm going to withhold judgment for now. Okay. Yeah. So, now. so I, I, here's a curious question for you guys: Are any of you guys in your head when you're picking this, trying to find someone that people will go, "Oh, I've heard, like like Jesse the Body's a great one." No one would yeah. have thought of him. No, one, is that part of the process? I mean, not for you, Paul, but for at least Coop, <laughs> for at least Coop and Alex. A little bit. Yeah. So I try, I, I try, you know, this was a perfect example of that to, to, you know, you have your general list of people and, and, and then I try to think of like, who are the offbeat people that most people may not be thinking about, but when you say it, they're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a little bit of the fun. Watch the movie, Chad, before you make that decision. I agree. Um, I agree. Coop's pick is tougher than Paul's. So watch the movie <laughs> Oliver and company. Classic Huey Lewis and the new. Think of I, I the, think I'll the, redeem myself with eight in the next few. So, right, I, I, right. I think that was the one I knew that uh, my number three maybe a little surprise to people. Yeah. You know what's funny is I don't know what your guys' process was, but I got it down to ten. It was very easy for me to pick ten and one. Now I'm filtering the. It's one. always the the middle is always tough. Yeah, I'm filtering I, the yeah, ones. Yeah, I'm yeah, filtering the ones in between, and I got a feeling I might audible a couple too. I think we're gonna have some. I think we're gonna have much more overlap with our lists, with the exception of Paul. Sure. This year, <laughs> sure. I, don't, I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we'll have more than maybe one if we're lucky. That's on all our list. Nah, I think there'll be a few. I, I don't know. You also put it through TV and movies. I'm so. calling it now. We may have one guy. Okay, 
Are we talking about actors or characters? Characters. We're about characters. Okay. Maybe one that'll overlap all, the three of our lists. Maybe one. Well, you I'm sure as hell aren't going to have Chris Maltesanti. There's too many so. out there. There's just too many out there. If, if we do, you, you know, there's, only, I, there's only one guy I could say if he if he's not on all your lists, then there's something wrong. You know, there was another guy from The Sopranos with a lower character. I used to think it was a minor character. Patsy Parisi was a tough guy on that show too. Patsy Parisi was a tough. Patsy guy. was, I, and I probably should have picked Patsy Parisi, but I'm just stick with what Absolutely. I picked at this point. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Daniel says three overlaps. That's high. I oh, think three. I, I think we're gonna have three. I think. Yeah, three I, think three I think once you get down, once you get down. All right, so so I'll take I'll take a signed dollar bill bet on that. Uh, I'm in. No, I'm not man, no way. You owe you owe me a bill. I owe you a bill for what? You owe me a bill. You owe me for a bill. what? I'm convinced that you owe me a bill for for our last bet. What was Uh-oh. it? Mm, for our last bet, somebody being yeah. back. We don't talk about. Oh, come! Cool. What do you mean? I, uh, I, see, you know what's funny? I know exactly who you're talking about. I know exactly who you're talking about, and I realized he was back last night. And I was like, "What? He's not. He's back. He's not. He's actually, not." Anyways, Alan's complaining, um, of course. So, uh, what was I going to say? So, who, who's taking the bet, Coop? I'll take it. Yeah. So you're three? saying you're saying three? There'll be three or more. Yeah, it has three to be at least three. Yeah, that's, okay. so that's hit crazy three. to me. Okay. All right, and, okay. and it's characters, not actors, right? Yeah, that's what we're it's doing. Character, yeah, yeah it's character. Right. So if they played another character, it, it doesn't two, count. It yeah. doesn't two or, count. Two or less, I win. Three or more, you win. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Doesn't have right. to be not 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 same rank, right? Just overlap. No, overlap. Just overlap. Three. Basically, all four lists. The overlap, not just Abe and I. No, no, no. It's just us three. Paul's. Yeah, Paul. I mean, we're not. Oh, you don't know. Maybe I mix it up. Get the fuck I, out you are not going to mix it up. <laughs> All right. We need to wrap it up the way we wrap it up every week with Alex's news segment. As a host, news host of our segment. It's time to find out, would you rather? All right, this 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 kind of kind of ties into our B and M talk. So here's the deal: Would you rather? Thank you, Paul. Kazoon tell you. Um, you now you have to smoke the whole cigar, right? This is general cigar talk. You have to smoke the whole cigar. Would you rather smoke a cigar that you like that won't stay lit and is drawing like shit, or a cigar that you don't like but is smoking fine? Cigar I don't like is smoking fine. Cigar I don't like is smoking you know, fine. You you can't stay get a cigar I, with it's, I, no I, man. It's like work. I can't do it. You I can't do it. Yeah, I just I don't have the patience. And, yeah. And you know I what? Agree. At the end of the day, cigar cigars for me is pretty much almost like pizza. You know, even when it's good, even if it's bad, it's, there's not a lot of like really great. Yeah. Like there's cigars I don't. Oh, like. that's true. Yeah, so there's the guys I really don't like, whatever, but I don't, I don't care for. Let's put it that way. But I, that I'll smoke over a cigar. That but I Abe, but Abe, you if you're if you start smoking a cigar and you really don't like it, you don't finish it, do you? But I'm saying in this case, you have I to. Finish it. Case, the case was I have to finish it one way or right. the other. No, I'm the same I way. I, I don't. I don't. I don't care if I like. If I got I have, like a cigar, it drives me nuts. I, I tell. I tell you what I would do is though, I would hang in way way longer for a cigar that I said. Mm, let me keep going. 
Yeah, me too. I see. I think see I would. This, let me see if this changes up. Let me see if this gets any better. And I, I found myself smoking a cigar I really didn't care for all the way to the end in the hopes that it gets better. Right, right. But a, pl- a problem-filled cigar. I agree. I'm chucking it out. Problem, it's going. It's dead. I, I don't know. I think I, I have when, when I, when I smoke, it's that it, there's usually a small window. It's when the kids are asleep when I don't have anything to do and I can go outside and sit on the lanai and enjoy, I really, I, I, and I found myself getting into the trap of not trying new things lately that I, I get, I, I go to the stuff that I know I like because I know I have limited time to smoke. So I feel like I would probably hang in there with a cigar. That's not lighting and drawing. Well, he's funny. He actually, I see a video of him blowing up his cigars in his backyard. Yes. He has. <laughs> yeah, he has blown up. All right, folks. Well, that was a, would you rather see brought to you by Gurkha Cigars? Thank you to the fine folks over at Gurkha. We hope you enjoyed your few hours with us here this morning. The best way to start your Saturdays. Uh, everyone have a great weekend. We'll be back next week with more fun times. Uh, join us on our, follow us on uh, social media, please. Um, Facebook, Twitter, join our Smoke In Facebook group, Smoke In Social. Until next week, everybody, please keep it lit.